Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Good. <clears throat> Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Wednesday. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies, gentlemen, people of Earth and of other worlds, of parts unknown, some people might say, it is time. For the House Divided Podcast, hello, we are here, episode 5 here of season 5, we have a show, that's that's about it, we got a show, hi Did guys, you? oh, no, oh, God, there we go, hi guys, I'm here on your screen, Jordan's uh, in, in Michigan Stadium with a sign saying, Graham Mertz, where's Jorts, which he does, yeah. um, my, uh, my, my best buddy Tom Brady next to me, yeah, and some, some other guy behind him. A few and a baby over behind Tom Brady's shoulder. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I didn't even notice that there was another baby. At least it's not a crying baby this time like uh, there was at Ford Field. Right. I mean, I, wouldn't you cry if you were a baby watching the Lions? Wouldn't you cry if you were just a person watching the Lions? Um, yeah, probably. That's, uh, it's, 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 it's bad. It's yeah. bad, bad time. Yes, yes, it is. The uh, Lions' futility and un and inability to uh, stop the Ravens uh, won me some money, but we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get into the show today. We are going to be starting with Stupid People Say Stupid Things. As always, I only have two, so how about I lead us off? All right. Sounds good. If that works. That works. Bingo, bango. Um, I got to find my phone. So we will start with the one from Saturday night. This, both of mine do come from Twitter. This one is uh, by a person on the Twitter. Um, their handle is Hannah underscore Bobby. This was in reference. This tweet was in reference uh, to the Ohio State Akron game. She tweets, "I'm sorry. Why are they playing Akron though? They should. Why are they playing a cupcake?" <laughs> well, Hannah, there's this thing called non-conference. It's usually how that works. Alabama played Southern Mississippi. Some other non-conference games that happened. Uh, there wasn't a lot of non-conference games that happened. Never yeah, mind. Oh, here we go. Penn State and Villanova. There we go. I found one. Yeah. I found one. Yeah. I always forget <laughs> that Villanova has a football team. <laughs> it took me a second to find, find another non-conference top 25 game from last week. But there you go. Alas, there is one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And moving on to my last one. This comes from uh, Twitter user Fat underscore Carl. <laughs> I'm expecting great things with a username like that. Oh, there's not great. This tweet was in 
reference to Monday Night Manning. Uh, for those of you oh, who have, no. have not heard, Monday Night Manning will not be on the sh on the air for the next three weeks for weeks uh, four, five, six. Yep. Which is unfortunate. Which is very unfortunate because the Monday Night games in weeks four, five, six are going to be ass. And doubly ass because if you want to watch them at all, uh, you have to deal with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Lisa Salters is all right. Yeah. But the rest of the crew is not good. Not good. Um, so this individual, Carl here, was tweeting a reply to the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Pat is a big fan of the Monday of Monday Night Manning. A guest, in fact. And he was a guest, too. Yes, in week two. He, he Fat Carl tweeted, Good. They're ruining Monday Night Football. Get these clowns off of my screen. For some of you, for people keeping track, I had a very similar tweet in Stupid People Say Stupid Things last week. I don't understand. So, week one, I was skeptical about it. Um, because I didn't know... I thought Peyton would be entertaining, but Eli, not so much. Eli's um, not bad, actually, surprisingly. He's gotten better every week. Yes. That's for sure. He's, I, I feel like he's gotten more comfortable in it, and I, I've enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't watch uh, at all week two because the Lions were on Monday Night Football, so I didn't want to get like distracted by what was going on with the Mannings and not focus on the game. Like, <clears throat> I, I, I think we said this last week. Being um, a neutral like viewer and all that, if one of your teams is playing in it, I feel like it's not a great idea or not a great thing to, to watch. But if you don't have a dog in the fight, hey, or if you put money on the game or something, just watch the Mannings. It's so much better. I'd honestly, even if I was just, even if I had money on one of the Monday night games, which I probably never will, because most of them just aren't good enough. Like, there's, there's no, like... They're so bad. Like most of the Monday night games we have this year are so bad that I don't want to put money on them because it's literally just bad football. And when you have two really bad or two teams that are just playing bad football, it's just a crapshoot. I I uh, put a little bit on it this week just because I was confident in Dallas. Fair. So my whole my going back to my like. First off, because of people like Carl and the guy who I had brought up last week, this is a why we can't have nice nice things in the world of sports. It's why it's why our the, any sports commentary crew for the most part is just always just generic, bland, terrible ass. Yeah, it's why it's just always like everything in the world. It's why ESPN is the way it is. They want safe. They just want bleh, nothing good. They don't want good. They don't want anything. Yeah, Monday Night Manning has been the opposite of safe. Yeah, it's been great. We'll even talk about that here in the news in a minute. Right? It's been great. It's been phenomenal. And yeah, I love it. People like Carl here who don't know how to just pick up the TV remote. Here, I know this is not a TV remote, but this is what you got to do. Pick up your remote off your, off your table. Click. Set it down. Oh, oh, hey, I'm I'm watching the regular telecast with Steve Levy and 
Brian Greasy and bombs. And something else to note is that the entire time on the Manning cast, it says main telecast available on ESPN on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So I, I, there's that right there. Like this will probably be the last one I have in reference to the Manning cat to Monday Night Manning just because every, every week that Monday Night Manning is going to be a thing, there's going to be something stupid. There's going to be some dude who just doesn't like nice things. Doesn't want, just wants the, it's, it's why people like Colin Cowherd have a job. Colin Cowherd is here on this graphic because he's, he's dumb, but no one wants to change from him. Nope. So those are my two stupid people say stupid things. Both of those people are loser. I'm punning it over to you, and I have my All booze right. ready. I have a lot here today. Yes, yes, you um, do. And so I said, uh, I told you that we're going to uh, speed run these things um, to not have this segment take a half hour. <clears throat> so the first one happens to be Jalen Hurts. And this is after his performance from Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys, where he was awful. I mean, he was he was putrid, one of the worst <laughs> worst quarterback performances. Just not as bad as Justin Fields, but yeah. No. Yeah, it was bad. He says after his awful performance. Uh, you take, you a deuce. You don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We gon' flush it and move on. Oh boy. Hi, oh, Horace. Boy, <laughs> right. I just feel like there's so many other ways um to describe you playing badly than comparing yourself to a turd. But you know that's just. We move on. I'm going to um, say one thing. Actually, yes. Jalen Hurts' performance was shit. So he's on to something. He might just be. And it wasn't like that. Nothing, I mean, what he's trying to get at isn't stupid. It's just the way no, he said it was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the wording and the comparison was very bizarre. All right. We move on. Um, There was this other one, and this wasn't even a post that I clicked on. It was on Facebook, and I just started scrolling down. Oh, Facebook. Oh. I scrolled past this this suggested post from this group that I'm not even in. And it wasn't even like an Ohio State, Michigan group. It was just a sports group in general. And uh, somebody says, Michigan might have a shot at beating Ohio State this year. Debatable. We'll get there when we get there. That's not the stupid part. Um... We scroll down to Timmy. Michigan might lose to any guesses on who he thinks Michigan's going to lose to. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he said Rutgers. No, this is this is after the Rutgers game. Uh, Wisconsin. Actually, I don't. Six days ago, I screenshotted this yesterday. I don't believe it is. Well, either Rucker, I'm going to say either Rutgers or Wisconsin. Michigan might lose to Nebraska. Let's not even start a Michigan might beat Ohio State thing. Good Lord above. 
fittingly, somebody just replies to him, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, no, no. No, no, no. Timmy, you, sir, are a loser. Yeah. Continue. Um, Fucking Timmy. Was, God damn it. This was a late addition uh, into stupid people saying stupid things. Uh, scrolling through Insta Instagram right before the show starts, and I scroll past the this post that, um, of course, going to get everyone up in arms. It was uh, the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, coming out and urging that uh, uh, guard, Jesus, Kyrie Irving, to get vaccinated before the season starts. It says the team needs him, the fans want him, everything like that. Not the, not the stupid thing. So... In the comments, we have Cole, who says, God, ESPN as an organization took a bad turn. Which, say what you will, might be true, might not be true, not the point. The point we is... We aren't going to talk about that part. <clears throat> the point is, this post was made by Sports Illustrated. <laughs> I do want to point out this was just uh, put in the chat. Yes, the Big Ten wanted Nebraska instead of uh, West Virginia or anybody else. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. Um, <sighs> yes, so I tell this man um, that hey, maybe he got it wrong. Maybe he was just goof goofed up. I said this is the Sports Illustrated page. He says all run under the same umbrella except they're not not owned even remotely by the same people sports illustrated and espn have nothing in common except they both cover sports this little shooter i had here was not big enough for this segment no no it really wasn't we move on uh this is a Part of what we're going to get into with the Lions game earlier today, there was the um, uh, missed false start call that allowed uh, the Lions to lose that game <laughs> that Austin's very happy about. I, I made a decent chunk of change off of that. And we have um, people debating on Twitter whether or not it should have been a false start. So, But it was a delay of game. It was yeah, a miss. Not false start. Yeah, not false start. <laughs> say, hold up. <laughs> hold. Actually, there was. If you watch the replay, there was a false start as well. Oh, I was say I was more <laughs> focused on the uh, delay of game that was missed by about four seconds. But yeah, so they uh, there was a false start about. Um, guy jumped probably half a second too early. I think the uh, right guard, but regardless, they missed a both. Um. So we have the real mud dog who says just because the clock says zero doesn't mean there's no time. Huh? Zero immediately means 0 0.9 seconds and on down, which I don't believe is the case because if that was the case, then they would put decimals on it. Yeah, zero means zero. As so as uh, that makes zero sense. The time in between one and zero is the point nine and down. 
<laughs> Good God above. Um. First off, when did this? When did we? Uh, when, when did uh, football automatically start doing what the NBA does with uh, their clock of ha having having decimals? When did that start happening? Oh Never. wait, it hasn't. <laughs> Move on. Um, this was on the Michigan football post. I would assume after the Rutgers game, and we have a double dipper here. First, we have Shawnee. <clears throat> With and, and this is just the creative <clears throat> or uncreative Wonder. ways, the Play really crappy before. ways people son have... of a bitch. What did you do? <laughs> I forgot to hit start recording, so oh well. Well, guess you gotta download the uh <laughs> the VOD later. Yeah, I'll, um, I hit start recording, but yeah, oops. Anyway, um, so this is uh, about the awful names that. Apparently, Michigan fans have started to give Jim Harbaugh. So we have Shawnee here who says, if Harb Garbage says, we aren't falling in love with our stuff one more time, I'm going to puke. <clears throat> Which that quote is uh, about uh, Jim has. That's Jim's way of saying that he's not afraid to change things up if the running game just stops working like it did which, against Rutgers like it did against Rutgers but Cade McNamara was still crap um <clears throat> anyway yes Harb garbage then we move down to John typical Jim Hardbutt team six and six maybe good lord above <clears throat> and I believe no it's not I forgot there's one more <laughs> All I'm going to say about that is we'll talk about Jim Harbaugh here in a few minutes. Yeah. Because I want to bring um, Jim Harbaugh, Har Harbaugh up. <laughs> but. So yeah. the last stupid pe person saying a stupid thing is about Tyler Alexander yesterday uh, in the Tigers-Twins game. The umpire called time in the middle of his windup, and Tyler threw the ball into the stands behind home plate. <laughs> Which is actually pretty much, I mean, what you're supposed to do. You don't want to rapidly decelerate your arm and potentially yeah. hurt yourself. Um, so, so I get I that. Don't know, I don't know if somebody didn't understand what was going on, but Earl from Facebook says, ball one, I guess. He's going to get a talking to from the pitching coach. God damn like it, Earl. The ump called time, you plug. God damn it, Earl, you fucking pylon. God. Pylons everywhere. Losers everywhere. Hit the damn Loser. button. Loser. 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 And I, do, I believe that Loser. does it for stupid people saying stupid things. Thank God, because eventually this segment's going to start taking seconds off of my life. Minutes off of my life. Because I think of, it already has. Because of how many just stupid people that we find... And we don't even find the trolls. We find the generally, like, the genuinely stupid people. Let's move on to the news. Let's move on. I like news. You How take you? the first like one. News? I don't hate news. You take the first one and read it word for word is what I wrote. Oh, man. Okay. Because um... I really want the second one. 
The NBA continues to suck. Finds Warriors owner Loser. Guy McGuyface, and in parentheses, Austin couldn't be bothered to look up his name because NBA, under anti-tampering rules, forget this, <clears throat> saying Ben Simmons doesn't fit what we're doing here. He makes a lot of money, and can he finish games? I don't know. And the NBA considered it damaging to Ben Simmons' trade value. That is exactly what was written down. Yes, because uh, I do not know the Warriors, the name of the Warriors owner, and because guy it's the guy face, because it's the NBA. I oh, and Jordan also told me that when while reading that that news headline word for word with the guy's name in it. Jordan told me, and then it just went one in one ear, right out the other because NBA. Um, answer reading Twitch chat uh, from this is a stupid one from West Virginia Twitter. Uh, quarterback name is not the problem. He's an NFL cat. I have not watched a West Virginia game. They haven't been great, so yeah, that probably isn't is not a smart smart thing to go on about. Um. <laughs> I haven't watched a single second of West Virginia. No, we don't actually really get West Virginia games here in Michigan. This, no. uh, the game on Saturday night would have been the first one in like two years, but I didn't watch it because Ohio State played in that same time slot. And I will. Same. <laughs> I will fully admit that. But yes, go ahead with the next bit of news. I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, Guy McGuyface. Um, actual name. Oh, I had it up and I got rid of it. Never mind. Guy McGuy facey remains. Yep. All I'm going to say, the only thing damaging uh, Ben Simmons' trade value is Ben Simmons. The fact that he's a basketball player that can't shoot? Yeah. In 2021, when shooting's more important than ever? And he's a pylon. <clears throat> and he's toxic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. Um, moving on, the next part of the news, USA, USA, the United States Ryder Cup team, so we're moving into the world of golf here, beats Team Europe for the third time in 14. Check that, 14 years with a score of 19-9. to uh, This is record-setting, actually, also, because... Whoa. Yeah. Record setting, this is the largest win in Ryder Cup history. Uh, moving on, I will take this piece of news too. Lewis Hamilton wins the Russian Grand Prix, making it his 100th win, his 100th career win. Max Verstappen finished second, and um, I think it was Carlos Sainz that finished third? It was indeed. Carlos Sainz finished third. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has a two-point lead in the... Drivers Championship standings. He does. 100 goddamn wins for Lewis Hamilton. Jesus Christ. It's... Reti just retire <laughs> to everybody in favor. No, no matter what you say about uh, whether or not you like Lewis Hamilton, 100 is still impressive no matter what car he's driving in. And not all of them were in Mercedes cars. No. Yeah, people do forget that, but you know it was still McLaren, Mercedes, and everything. Yeah, that's it's not the same, not the same thing at all. Not not the same McLaren. No, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. Lewis Hamilton's great. I don't, I don't personally like him, but I mean, won more races than anybody ever. He's gonna win and, the championship than anybody ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree with 
everything. It's it's impressive. Now just just go somewhere else, Lewis. Just retire. Just call it. Like, uh, you you've done everything you can do in Formula One. Like if he has the most wins, most championships, he's already got the most poles. Like just go. I don't know. Go race IndyCar. Go try and win a five hundred or something. Yeah. That's, I, I don't really. I don't want him in NASCAR. Uh, it, the the styles of racing are just too different, and it would not be a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, moving on to NASCAR, funnily enough, Denny Hamlin winning the opener of the, uh, round of 12 in the NASCAR playoffs at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, let me pull up the rest of the top five. Chase Elliott finishes about a half second back and then a big old gap to everybody else. Kyle Busch, 12 and a half seconds back. Martin Truex Jr., 13, almost 14 seconds back. And Ryan Blaney. Uh, 14 and a half back. Now, let me pull up the standings real quick so we can take a look at who's <clears throat> potentially going to get bumped out of the NASCAR playoffs uh, with two races to go in the round of 12. Um, let's see here. Uh, in 12, 25 points out. Christopher Bell had that early season win at the uh, Daytona Road Course and then hasn't done anything since. Uh, Alex Bowman in uh, the 48 car, 13 points back. Kevin Harvick, Tee I'm a Chase Elliott fan, so I'm not really all that happy with Kevin Harvick at this uh, particular moment. Seven points out of the playoffs. And uh, William Byron, another Hendrick car, four points out. Uh, going to be interesting. Now, where do we go next? We have Talladega this weekend, and then the Charlotte Roval of all dastardly things the week after that. Wait, is the Roval the last track, last race? In the round, yes. Oh, okay. Thank God. I mean, and I'm still probably not going to watch it because I don't really watch NASCAR that much, but thank God because that track's terrible. Um, I also forgot this was actually happening this past weekend, so... Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Did you ever... You, you, the only road uh, races that you would have watched, I don't know if you did, like uh, Road America, did. Uh, Circuit of the Americas. Don't think um, I did because I was working that day. Or no, I was on the golf course that day. I can't yeah. remember if they went to mid-Ohio or not. Don't think so. But I could be wrong. Um, I'm still not going to watch the, Roval, the Charlotte Roval because I don't think no, that's a good track. No, the Roval sucks. Um, moving on, Josh Gordon, oh boy, gets reinstated to the NFL. He's going to be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs, or he already has all I got for Josh Gordon. I've already hit the button once. Josh? <laughs> That's really all I got for that. Like, I, I, I hope he can stay off the weed and be able to have a semblance of a career to for the remainder uh, of whatever however long it's gonna be man i just one of these times i just want josh gordon to stick around in the nfl and not get suspended like six games into his reinstatement come on josh i'm rooting for you i like you let's go I got, but while we're still on this, Josh Gordon is 30 years old. He it feels, it feels like he's been around for ages. He ha yeah, he has. He is 30 years old, 
he for all intents and purposes though he's i mean yeah it feels like he's been around for ages because he's in the news every week every, every, every season single year he's for the wrong reason but for all intents and purposes he's only been in the league like five years maybe not even that i don't know oh, if he's not even he's probably he had, the, he had the breakout year with the browns yep that's when everything like started for him and he was getting suspended every season and then i mean he was out of the league for a few years uh essentially yeah because he couldn't he couldn't stay off the weed and other things yeah um yeah it's no well and people are very confused about the the league's policy on weed this year because there were changes to it um in years past, NFL players couldn't smoke weed whatsoever. If you tested positive at any time in the year, uh, it was bad news for you. And um, now you only get tested during the season. So if you're an NFL player and you want to smoke weed in the uh, in the off season, you're free to do so if it's legal where you're at. Yeah, if it's legal in the um, place you are currently residing in. Right. And um, but if you test positive in the season they'll no longer suspend you but they will fine you right thank god like i mean so hopefully hey you know he can stay stay off the weed for a little bit or just stay in the fucking league yes just please josh gordon i want so badly for you to just hang around for a little bit Moving on, um, you want to take this one or you want me to? Oh, man. A week after, as we uh, had just talked about the Manning cast uh, in Stupid People Saying Stupid Things, or it was brought up anyway, uh, a week after Peyton Manning fucked an F-bomb on TV, this week, Eli Manning, when talking about uh, his playing days, uh, and in reference to a nine-year-old Philly fan giving him the bir- uh, double birds, he, well, kind of forgot he was on live TV for a second, but then he was like, ah, you know, you guys could blur that out. They couldn't. <laughs> Eli Manning flipped off the entire country. I love the Manning cast. Oh, I love it. Manning is the greatest thing to ever happen. To Monday Night Football. I love it. Um, I love how coming back from break, Chris Long, because Chris Long was the guest at the time too, former Philadelphia Eagle Chris Long, yes. uh, Philadelphia Eagle defensive end. I love Chris Long. As a defensive player, I love Chris Long. But I digress. Um, Chris Long and Peyton were like, you know, we kind of goaded you into that, so we'll take the blame in the event something happens. And then his and then his apology, which I would assume was only a thing, because if you don't, the FCC is going to be mad at you. Um, even more mad than they already are. Um, he says, all right, all right. Well, I guess, uh, you know, I, I gave the, uh, the double bird uh, on live TV. I guess that's frowned upon. I uh, apologize if I offended anybody. I was just trying to demonstrate what a nine-year-old did to me. So. <laughs> Hilarious. I love Eli. <clears throat> Some words I never thought I'd say. He's so awkward and goofy, but you put him on, some, on something like this. I was, I was pretty indifferent to Eli Manning during his playing career, but 
especially because he was Tom Brady's kryptonite. And <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I love Eli Manning. He's so socially awkward. It's great. It's great. You put him in a scenario like this because he's just so goofy and awkward that it he thrives. I love it. I love the Manning cast. It's gonna be a rough three weeks without him. I probably uh, won't. Wa- I probably won't watch a Monday Night Football game because I'm. I might. It's football. It's bad football most of the time, but it's football. Like I probably just won't. And the final piece of news: Manny Pacquiao has announced his retirement from boxing after a 25-year career and. Uh, he was a champion in eight different divisions, if I remember correctly. It sounds about right. I'm not the. I don't keep up with boxing as much as I probably should. I don't either. But yeah, very, very impressive, legendary career for Manny Pacquiao. And that I don't have much else to add to it. So that does it for the news. Let's move on to the college football recap from Week Four. It's uh, it, it was a football week. So, oops, I just closed the notes. Give me one second. Here we go. Um, starting off with number one, Alabama. They played Southern Mississippi. Alabama won 63-14. This game was not close. Uh, speaking a of lot, game, A lot to not nearly enough. Speaking of games that were not close, Georgia played Vanderbilt. Georgia won by a metric fuck ton to Vanderbilt's literal zero. Meaning Georgia won sixty-two to nothing. If you hit, did not know the numbers, uh, moving yeah, on. Metric, metric fuck ton is exactly sixty-two. Yep, uh, Vanderbilt still is ass. Moving on, Oregon played Arizona. Number three, Oregon played Arizona. Oregon needed till the fourth quarter, needed a twenty-point fourth quarter to, uh, or seventeen-point fourth quarter, needed a big fourth quarter to make this game look uh, uglier than it was. Oregon won forty-one to nineteen. Uh, Oregon's a weird team. That's all I got on that. Not a, not a lot to say. I mean, they've had two close wins, and then they played a f- fucking Division Two team last week, and or in Week Three, and were only up ten to seven at halftime, and then won by thirty, and then or won by forty, and then they played Arizona. Played them tough, and. Oregon needed a large fourth quarter to make that game ugly. Speaking of games that were uh, weird, uh, weird. Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma, beat the West Virginia Mountaineers sixteen to thirteen. I didn't really watch this game. Oklahoma did not have a lead at all. Oklahoma fans are calling for Spencer Rattler's head. And, oh God, were they? Yeah. Oh my God, I have never. You know it's bad. When you're supposedly a Heisman front runner and your home crowd is chanting for your backup to be put in the game with you. He played terrible. Just to, I mean, we're not going to talk much about this game because I didn't watch it. I don't really have a lot of um, in-depth insight. But some stats. Big 12. Big 12 nonsense. Some stats. Spencer Rattler went 26 for 36, 256. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. It was after the interception that they wanted him benched. Um, the running game for both uh, West Virginia, West Virginia's quarterback went twenty for twenty-nine, one sixty-one interception. Not good. This game was not was not really great. Um, no. <laughs> West, Oklahoma had, literally did not have a lead the entire had the lead for zero seconds. 
the game-winning field goal went through the uprights with zeros with triple zeros on the clock. The ball was in the air with triple zeros on the clock. <laughs> Meaning Oklahoma never had a lead. Had an official game lead. Um, rushing game for both teams was ass. Uh, West Virginia's leading rusher had 56 yards. Uh, Oklahoma's had 38. Yeah, wasn't great. No. Moving on. But to... hey, West, West Virginia covered. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, yeah, that, just to piggyback, uh, that, that West Virginia quarterback was not very great. Um, moving on, Iowa played Colorado State. Iowa won 24-14. There was a lot of weird games this week. Not really any, I mean, there were a couple upsets, which we'll talk about, but just odd. Uh, continuing with the odd slate of games and odd scores, uh, Penn State, number six Penn State, beat Villanova 38-17. to This game was closer than what it looked. What? <laughs> For a while. Yes. <clears throat> ah. Oddly enough, yes. Moving on. I mean, anything but the, the top two teams so far. That's pretty much been the uh, the theme. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Oregon needed a big fourth quarter again, big fourth quarter to win big, and then other than that, it was just everything's been kind of weird. Uh, number seven Texas A and M scored uh, ten points against number sixteen Arkansas, who scored twenty. Uh, wow. <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. I believe two weeks ago we were shitting on Arkansas so bad. Um, you know, especially after the Texas game when Arkansas beat Texas. And we're like, yeah, the Texas, you want a part you want a part of the SEC and you're losing to the worst SEC team. Arkansas is not the worst SEC team, apparently. No. I would actually be okay. Yeah. I don't have a lot else to say to this game because this wasn't even televised here in Michigan. Nope. Oddly enough, um, Texas A&M just—I thought they had a good chance to win the West. I figured if anybody in the wet in the SEC West was going to beat Bama, it was going to be Texas A&M. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good noise for it. Number eight, Cincinnati had a bye. Clemson, the v- vaunted Clemson Tigers, suck donkey dick. Eat it, Dabo Sweeney. Fuck you. Clemson loses 21 to 27 to North Carolina State in double overtime. This, um, this just continues the trend of death nails for the ACC that have been happening repeatedly. The ACC. Yeah, but, uh... Bet Notre Dame is really sad that they're not in the ACC again this year because uh, I think they probably yeah. win the damn thing. Walk away with it. The ACC is terrible. We'll keep that. We'll we'll keep reiterating that here as we go through the recap. <laughs> Number ten, Ohio State played some action against uh, Akron. Um, Ohio State won fifty nine to seven. This Ohio State team looked good. Really, the only. Ex- Odd thing that happened in this game was Kayvon Pope throwing a temper tantrum, tossing his gloves into the stands, and then eventually going on Twitter tweeting, fuck Ohio State, deleting it, and then still got dismissed from the team on Sunday. I just... I I heard about that, and I sent Austin a message of like, uh... Everything okay? And nobody really... Nobody really knew what was going on. Like, like, why was he so upset? 
So here's some here's a little bit on Kayvon Pope. I'll talk about the game itself here in a couple minutes. Here's a little bit about Kayvon Pope. He is a fifth year senior. Oh God. Um. Now this is his fifth year. Last year would have been his senior. COVID last year would have been his senior year. However, COVID year didn't count in terms of eligibility. So he's a fifth year senior. Um. He in those five years has. 14 tackles, one sack, and I believe one interception. So not grand stats. No. He not he he was a depending on where you looked, he was either one of the worst five-star recruits that you could find or one of the best four-star recruits, depending on what recruiting site you looked at. He was either listed in, as one of the top four stars or one of the bottom five stars. Again, depending on where you looked at, the, all the recruiting sites are slightly different at times um still a good linebacker or in high school was a good linebacker and something happened at ohio state where it just didn't pan out whether it was coaching or whatever didn't pan out the occurrences that led it up to this he wanted to go out on a third down against and it's second quarter against Akron, mid-second quarter against Akron. Ohio State was already starting to get up big. It was starting to look ugly for Akron. Um, He got called off or he got waved off the field by Ohio State defensive captain Trehada Mitchell, I believe it was, who waved him who ushered him or waved him back off. And then he got into a spat with uh, Al Washington, the linebackers coach. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'll, the whole wording of this was you got to do what the coaches want you to do. You can't just decide when you can go play. Um, that should be a fairly universally agreed upon thing. But And know. then he just threw a tantrum, flung his gloves into the stands. Tried He tried to rip his jersey off and throw that into the stands too, but he couldn't. It's just, uh, yeah, odd. That was really the only oddity. The only other disappointment for this was, uh, well, coming from me, <laughs> was I didn't get to see Quinn Ewers play. Um, the $1.4 million man. Yes, uh, Kayvon Pope decided. He, he, himself, he, was the one, he himself decided he was going to play on third down, not anyone saying, hey, you go out and play. It was just, oh, I'm going out. On my terms, I no, and it didn't work. Um, yeah, my biggest disappointment was we didn't see get to see Quinn Ewers. Ohio State covered. They won by fifty-two. They they covered. Um, Akron's fortunately Akron's bad. Um, the other big one, well, there's two big ones, both on Ohio State, and then one just as a personal thing. Um, Ryan Day is still is still quintupling down on C.J. Stroud being the guy, and just the way he talked about both Kyle McCord and um um fuck it's the other one um the other the <laughs> other other one fuck I got the guy look. who didn't the guy who didn't play a whole lot played in the late second half um. Jack Miller. There we go. Both of them are, by the way, true freshmen. Um, just the way he, Ryan Day talked about how both of them played. Oh, they could have played better. They missed reads. CJ Stroud's still the guy. And then his just 
outright refusal to play Quinn Ewers in a complete fucking blowout. It's like it's fucking mind-boggling because and say what you want Akron's not good. It they're not. This no. realistically no matter who Ohio State should have who Ohio State played at quarterback this should have been the outcome. But you're just going to keep just tri- double, triple, quint- quadrupling down on C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, and just completely dismiss what all the other quarterbacks did, or what the other two quarterbacks did. And also, fun fact, I'm, I'm sure other teams do this. Ohio State does a um, thing where they have champions of the week. Um, every week, C.J. Stroud, actually, no, two of the three games C.J. Stroud played, he was a champion of the week, one of the team's champions of the week. Neither quarterback was a champion of the week this week. Both oh, of, boy. Kyle McCord played really good. Other, other than that very first drive, Kyle McCord played really good for a true freshman who <laughs> hasn't thrown a pass this year. They haven't really let him throw passes. It, it just... I and Jordan asked me if there was going to be a um, quarterback controversy at Ohio State, and Ryan Day is not going to let it because he doesn't want to look at anybody else. He doesn't yeah. want. He doesn't want to be like you know they played good, so let's see what they could like. Up until this week, um, nobody had thrown a pass other than C.J. Stroud, correct? Correct. He's full on the Stroud train there. Uh, I don't get it. Um, Ohio State's running game looked good. Ohio State's defense looked great, finally. Um, other than that first drive, that first drive was a little awkward because there was a blown cover, a couple blown coverages that eventually led to Akron's own touchdown, lone touchdown. And then my own personal issue with something Akron did came in the oh boy. F- final seconds of the game. And I'm saying that th- I have an issue with this because I am a former player. I'm going to preface this with leading up to the final drive, Akron had given up seven sacks. So their quarterbacks were getting sh- shelled. Um, the very final drive, Akron's starting quarterback, DJ Irons, wasn't even in because a hit he took on fourth down in the previous drive and Akron's second to last drive, they yanked him after that hit because he got flattened. He was parallel to the ground before he even hit the ground. Yep. Flattened. Akron, he just he was getting rocked repeatedly. So, Akron goes with a little tempo in that final drive. Um, you could say, oh well, a couple of these freshmen were still a couple of Ohio State's freshmen were still hitting our guys hard. Whatever. You want to fucking say that? Go ahead and say that. They're fucking freshmen. They're gonna do that. Um, we get to the final eight seconds. Akron snaps the ball. Akron snaps the ball. The backup quarterback takes a shot, gets sacked for a loss of eight yards, and he got absolutely flattened. He got hit by four different guys because Akron's offensive line just forgot to block for him, essentially. Akron's, quarter, or Akron's coach calls a timeout with two seconds remaining, uh, down by 52. The final play was their quarterback taking another sack. 
So your quarterback just took an extra hit just because you wanted to call a timeout to work on some things, which was the reasoning he gave in post games. Well, we took that timeout because we want to try and work on some things and build some confidence. That didn't work. There is no confidence. Your players are not going to build any form of confidence. Oh, hey, instead of losing by 52, we lost by 45. Unless they, for whatever reason, take pride in covering. <laughs> players don't care about that. No. Player. <laughs> Maybe one. One yeah. player on the entire team. Yeah, players don't care about that. You expose... Especially because they can't bet. Yeah. You exposed your quarterback to taking another shot, so he probably did not win any... Gain any favor from... Really, he definitely didn't gain any favor from anyone on that defense. Because I'm sure everybody on that defense was like, let's just get the fuck out of here. It's a 200-mile ride back to Akron. Let's, let's just hit the showers, get in the fucking bus, and go the fuck home. And then you're not winning any, any extra favor in your fucking quarterback room because you're just letting your quarterbacks take another fucking hit. You're... Like, I don't know where... As a former player, I just hate it because... That kind of just garbage, garbage time stupidity is how people get hurt. Is how players take unnes- get unnecessary injuries. Yeah, um, I did not like the timeout. Obviously, uh, I feel like that's pretty. I figured you would have liked it because you wanted Akron to cover. Um, I did. I didn't have any money on the game though, so I really I didn't, didn't care, care. Too much. Um, yeah, the timeout is, is stupid, uh, for so many reasons. Like you said, you know, people can get hurt and at the end of the day, I mean, you're not, it's not doing anything like you're trying to build some confidence. What against some saw the softest defense Ohio state's played all day. Yeah. Against, against freshmen who won't play another, who probably won't play another snap for the most part this year. Like, and now um with a chunk like akron had a chunk of their starter other than their quarterback i think they were at all starters still probably which that's not going to win you any favors with your start with the rest of your starters either no like it's just you know I, i know you had said um because we had talked about this right after the game ended. Um, I was trying to, like, figure out why the timeout. And my the only way that I'm thinking of it is that they see these freshmen for Ohio State coming out and laying down these big hits. And I, I don't have a problem with them still playing. Like, that's fine. They're, prob- they're not going to see the field for the rest of the year, potentially. Yeah, and they're yeah, freshmen. So I, they're going to do that. They don't fucking... Right. Freshmen don't... Re- freshmen... They're still 18 years old. They don't really know the difference between, oh, this is garbage time, let's just wrap up and get out of here so no one gets hurt, and still playing hard. Yeah, the only thing that bothered me that Ohio State did in that final sequence was the one dude that was flexing over the Akron guy. Yeah, I didn't like um, that. I will agree. I did not like that. 52. Yeah, it's that one like, I didn't like. You're supposed to beat them. Yeah. Like, why? They yeah, were a 50-point so. favorite, and, well, they beat them by 52. 
Yeah, yeah I that I didn't I like. Know. I will agree with. The timeout and I, I, did he get did he get penalized for that? No. But okay. the only so, penalty was his quarterback, his backup quarterback, took another fucking hit. So Akron ended yeah. up because of how they played that final drive. Akron ended up giving nine sacks up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just just a messy end of the uh, to the game, but um, stupid and unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't have an issue with uh, with the Ohio State players still going out there and, and making big hits and making big plays. That's that's fine to me. Yeah, because I, I've always, I like other than you know taking the timeout is stupid but i have no issue with people like play until zeros are on the clock and you know you're literally just delaying the inevitable like and you know or meaningless points it's it's so dumb what you had said about the ohio state corner flexing over that akron receiver there is a taunting penalty for that so oh that's that's what i was asking oh yeah there was there was a 15 yard taunting penalty for that so it's like you got your retribution for that and all I'm gonna say is, if this if that came at any other point in the game, that flag wouldn't have been thrown. You see that happen and happen. Not, no. You see that happen all the fucking time in um, college football. That flag was so soft, but it was with 30 fucking seconds left, 40 seconds left. And yeah. just to make things worse, Akron had three timeouts still. They did not. They didn't use a timeout. Until those fi- those like two until there was two seconds left for that last play, they took two delay of games on the second to last drive. So ten yards of penalties just off of bad clock management, and they didn't want to use a timeout. Like how uh, how would you have felt if they had called the timeout and then kicked the field goal? I fucking that guy would have needed to be fired. <laughs> like that's the they only would've, they would have covered. <laughs> I mean, about the only thing it would have done is it would have hurt my uh, picks for this week, for that, for last week, because I picked Ohio State to cover. Yeah, forty nine and a half points is too much. I had to take the points. Yeah, I get so. it. So, but yeah, no. it was just it was Akron, stupid. Akron was the bigger. Akron was the bigger dumb in that whole final sequence. <clears throat> yeah, only a slight bit of Ohio State dumb. Yeah, coming from freshmen again. Yep. Moving on though to Florida, Tennessee. Da, 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 da. Go Gators. My alma mater will beat Rocky Top. They went home crying. Rocky Top. Tennessee went back to Knoxville crying. Ha ha. Fuck you guys. Uh, Florida won. I really hate Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you grow up in Florida, Tennessee and Georgia. Man. Man, I like the song, though. <laughs> um, Gators won 38-13. Not much to say here. Uh, moving on, number 12, Notre Dame won 41-13 against Wisconsin. Graham Mertz, uh, where's Jorts? Yeah, Wisconsin looks very beatable right now. They don't look very good. Um, I didn't think – I thought Notre Dame was going to win. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Notre Dame needed played the smackdown on them. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, it, it, it's one of those games, again, where it kind of got out of hand late. Notre but. Dame going into the fourth quarter, going, I believe there was 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter when Notre Dame finally took a lead. Yeah. They were going into the fourth quarter. They were down uh, 10 to 13. Graham Mertz throws an interception, and then Notre Dame scores 31 po- unanswered points in the fourth quarter. 
Not much else to say other than that. Wisconsin's ass. Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame isn't great. They've capitalized on every game they've won is because of other teams that the teams they've played their futility. Yeah. Um. One thing I will say about Notre Dame, uh, because as we talked about last week, this game was at Soldier Field. Um, and this game was initially scheduled for last season. And it yes. was supposed to be in Wisconsin at Lambeau. Um, Notre Dame and their uniforms were Packers inspired. They had like the sleeve stripes like the Packers. Yes. They put the interlocking ND on the sleeves. They had striped pants, like they had an actual stripe on their pants. That's the best, one of the best uniforms I've ever seen Notre Dame wear. And I, I wish mean, they'd keep it around. That's that's a low bar because Notre Dame's unis are actually rather bland. Right. I mean, I mean they are. I get it. That's how they. That's the look they want. They were just bland. Uh, they're otherwise right. bland. You can you can modernize tradition, just like Michigan. The mad helmets, a little bit of an updated number five. You can do that. It's okay. But then at the end of the day, Notre Dame's outfitted by Under Armour. So what are you gonna do? I say they're either gonna have something that looks decent, like what Maryland has, or they're gonna have something that looks ugly, like what Maryland has, also. Or like what Wisconsin had. What were the what were the what was the font they used for those jersey numbers? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That wasn't good either. Those are putrid. But other than uniforms, there's not much else to say. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame won big because Wisconsin's not good. No. I mean, number thirteen Ole Miss had a bye. Number fourteen Iowa State lost to Baylor twenty nine thirty one. Iowa State. Uh, well. All the- all the hype behind Iowa State, and they have just tanked it. Um, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve's playoffs hope, playoff hopes uh, rest on Oklahoma, it seems. Yeah, and they and they got a test this weekend. <clears throat> I know Kansas State doesn't seem like a test, but you know they beat them the last two times they played. So. Yep. Uh, number fifteen BYU beat South Florida 34-27. Not much to say here. BYU's Five winning. Three. The classic BYU team coming out of nowhere and being decent. Yep. Number 17, Coastal Carolina beat UMass 53-3. to UMass sucks. That's it. God, the UMass existed. Yeah, because they're just never really uh, noticeable. <laughs> Excuse me. Number 19, Michigan beat stupid Rutgers 20-13. to I don't have a lot to say about this because uh, after Michigan had a 10-0 lead, I walked away. <laughs> Yeah, um, up until halftime is really when the the tables turned on this game. Uh, Michigan was uh, was rolling away with it. <laughs> Looked like it was going to be an easy cover, easy victory. Um, that was not the case. Second half offense was awful. Um, Cade McNamara was awful. Uh, I really don't think Cade McNamara gets to the end of this season and is still the starter. I think J.J. McCarthy is going to sneak in there and get that job soon. <clears throat> um and I hope it's before we take an L because right now you're in a spot. If you're Michigan that you can, you know, you're, you're in the conversation. Now the bottom of the conversation, there's about three or four teams probably ahead of you, but you're in that conversation of potentially having a shot at winning the big 10, at least at what we, what, you know, with what we've seen so far. Um, you take the L now that all the non-conference games are gone, all the meaningless games are gone. It's all Big Ten teams from here on out for Michigan. And Cade McNamara's not look good. And now I know J.J. McCarthy's young, 
<clears throat> and he's probably got some growing to do as, you know, like both physically and as a player. But I don't think he can be any worse than, than, than Cade McNamara. I mean, and now we know, like, that, that they just do not trust Cade McNamara to throw the football when we were just running the ball nonstop in the first few weeks. <clears throat> and it was one of those things where you had to wait and see what was going to happen. Were they just not passing the ball because they didn't have to? Or were they not passing the ball because the passing game isn't very good? And it was the latter, it seems. Not looking phenomenal right now. Um, of course, the loss of Ronnie Bell, the best wide receiver, hurts. But you still got to be able to make accurate throws and hit your guys. And Jay, uh, Cade McCarthy is not doing that. Or McNamara. Uh, Cade McNamara is not doing that right now. Um, game got way closer than it ever should have been. I mean, what? It was... <clears throat> was it 17-3? Was it 20-3 at halftime? I don't remember. I don't I think, think so. Score in the second half. I don't think we scored in the second Wisconsin, half. Or Michigan did not score in the second half, no. Um... I, yeah. I read a stat, and I would have to go back and watch this this game, which I have zero interest in doing. I read a stat that Michigan only had one one first down, or didn't have a first down in the second half until the fourth quarter, I should say. Until the last drive of the game, yeah. Oh, it was, they didn't have a first down until the last drive of the game? Yeah, I was, so now... I, I wanted to I bring that up and ask you that, if that was actually real, or was actually true. So I was not able to watch this game. I was at a wedding, um, but I had the game up on Game Tracker on my phone the entire time, watching literally as every play happens. <laughs> and I just keep seeing two yards, three plays, punt. You know, three plays, negative five yards, punt. And it's just like, oh, God, like, what are we doing? It wasn't until about a minute and a half to go that we finally got a first down, and I think we gained like 30-some yards on that final drive of the game but yeah yikes <laughs> um some dumb uh happening there was one drive just got completely killed by penalties like two back-to-back -back penalties that took after a good game on first down i think we had like a second and three holding penalty false start penalty and all of a sudden it's like you just lose 20 yards right there yeah it's like second and 23 and we're just yeah just fucked and, of course, Jim ain't passing the ball in that scenario. One, because Cade can't. Two, because he wouldn't call the play even if he could. And, yeah, rough game. So, uh, But oh. you get the win. So okay. that's all I got to say about it. Um, hope this isn't a, a trend. Uh, Wisconsin, despite what they did against Notre Dame this weekend, uh, is better than Rutgers. So, And, and you got to go on the road, your first road game of the year. So we'll see what this Michigan team's made of this weekend. I mean, so, any talk about them possibly winning the Big Ten is gonna, you know, either continue or fade to nothing uh, after this week. This is where I I said earlier I wanted to talk about I wanted to bring Jim Harbaugh into the conversation. I want to keep this brief, just yeah. for the sake of keeping of keeping the podcast moving here. Um, Ohio the Ohio State blog Eleven Warriors does a weekly post called Threat Level. It's assessing whether or not. How legitimate of a chance Michigan has of beating Ohio State? Right now, it's meteor, the low medium, medium low, whatever you want to call it, because we don't really know what this Michigan team is. Because nope. up until Rutgers, they like Rutgers is the first real team they've played. <laughs> Something I can't yeah. believe I'm saying. Yeah. 
I will say, I mean, Rutgers is... They're not slouches anymore. <laughs> yeah, world's better than they used to be. Yes. But it still should have been a game that I think Michigan should have won. Now, I was dumb and picked them to cover, even though I knew there was no shot in hell that, that was going to happen. I think I also picked but, Michigan to cover. Yeah, there's there's too much running in that game. I didn't think about it. Um, Yeah, no. Uh, although we almost did. Somehow, we covered it at halftime. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, but anyhow, back in there, yes, on with Harbaugh. Um, this threat, this past, this week's threat level post brought up whether or not, because Michigan under Harbaugh has had the more or less tradition of September's great, and then once they roll into October, they just turn to ass cheek. Give it, yeah, give or take, more or less. Um, sometimes we can make it to November before shit uh, hits the fan, but yeah. How much this they brought up? How much can Michigan fans trust Harbaugh to do the right thing? So I want to ask you this: How much do you th- do you trust in Harbaugh to make the right calls? Because to make the right calls, yeah, um, just in general, whether it be yanking Kane McNamara for anyone else, or deciding to actually throw the ball if because we saw this game against Rutgers just showed us how to beat showed everybody in the Big Ten how to beat Michigan stop the goddamn run well and yeah that was the problem was I think we were running the ball to not show that like they didn't want to show how putrid the passing game might be Um, so just run it down people's throats and it worked for the first three weeks of the season. Um, do I trust Jim Harbaugh to make the right calls? I think so. Um, he did make the decision to yank Joe Milton last year and put Cade uh, in. I mean, Joe Milton was putrid. Joe Milton was awful. I don't know how he went to Tennessee and was a goddamn week one Heisman, but um, yeah, uh, Joe Milton... You know, good riddance. <laughs> I was so happy when he transferred. I I don't have much to like. I no. go ahead. I I um I think I trust Harbaugh to make the right calls. Um, in terms of who's going to start, um, because you know he's 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 not as dumb as everyone thinks that he is. Um. I yeah, would. I would say yes because everyone thinks he's top tier stupid. Yeah, because of when all of reality, his. Just... When in reality, he's just a goofy, weird guy. He's not stupid. He's just bizarre. He, he, his decision like making in Dan... the past is. Go ahead. He's not Dan Campbell, like out there, like wacky, but <laughs> no. Jim's a goofy guy. His decision oh, yeah. making in the past has just been questionable. At least decision making at Michigan. It, yeah, it has. Been. I'm not gonna. Um, I have my own opinions on why, but I'm not gonna voice those. Yeah, he. Uh, he's just. We'll see. Uh, it's it's just another week where, you know, you go out and you win, but you really didn't answer any questions. And and the, after this last weekend's game we have more than we had the week prior. So, which is never good. You never want that. So, you know, we'll see. Wisconsin's going to be a big game in, in determining how Michigan's season is going to go. 
Uh, so. And I now I also want to go ahead and finish. I have one other question I want to ask about this though. Yeah, just this is this is where we finally start to get some answers because no answers were going to come through weeks one through four. It it was just never going to happen unless Washington was actually good and didn't lose teams like Montana. Yeah, but but I digress. Go ahead. Final question on this, and we can move on. Was this a game of Michigan didn't beat Rutgers, they just scored more points than Rutgers? Don't say that because they did They did play well in the first half. Okay, uh, fair. First, first half, I didn't have any uh, problems with with what we, what we did. Um, you know, defense was was good, and it's not like the defense is bad. Allowing thirteen points isn't isn't bad. No, especially to Rutgers, who's gone out and against lesser competition. What a couple weeks ago they put sixty up on some team. Yeah. So, so you know, it, <laughs> it's not like they're incapable of scoring. Of being de- yeah, of scoring and being decent on offense. So, no, I, I won't say that. Uh, you know, it's one of those games where, well, we just scored more. We didn't really beat them. I mean, first, we, we, we beat them by only playing one half of good football. Okay. And the problem was Rutgers only played about a quarter of good football. Fair. Okay, moving on. Number 20, Michigan State played Nebraska. It took overtime, but Michigan State won 23-20. This ended up being a good game. Um, from what Nebraska. I was told... Nebraska, ended, from what I was told, Nebraska ended up losing through their own futility. Yes. Um, this yeah, is a I game watched, because it fell I in. This whole game, yeah. Because it fell in during Ohio State's time slot. This is another one I didn't watch. Um, so, uh, Nebraska takes the lead in the fourth quarter, touchdown lead. You're thinking. And Michigan State's second half offense was a lot like Michigan's. They, I don't, they didn't get a first down until very late in the in the fourth uh, quarter, if they did at all. I'm not sure if they did. Um, putrid, putrid offense from Michigan State, just like Michigan uh, in the second half uh, of their game this last weekend. Nebraska has them. They have a touchdown lead. Jaden Reed, I believe, a 68 yard punt return touchdown. To tie the game, no points scored. We go to overtime. What the fucking second throw of overtime? Adrian Martinez pick. All they had. Michigan State literally didn't even make it to fourth down. They just said, "Hey, we're kicking the field goal," and and they did, and they got it, and they won. Nebraska handed that away. Yeah, I mean, same, same. Michigan and Michigan State are in two very similar places right now where we don't know what these teams are. First three weeks, good. They beat the teams that they are scheduled against impressively to the best, you know, that they can do. You know, you're, you're looking at them and you're like, these teams have a shot to do something. And then both of them this week kind of laid an egg. And the only difference is Michigan State trailed in the late stages of that game. And then Nebraska handed it away. I, just, I mean, uh, that interception was bad. Oh, I'm... What that, it was very similar. You remember the, the awful fourth down play uh, that uh, Jared Goff had on Monday Night Football? Yes. That, that awful out route? Yes. It was, it was another situation like that. Hardest throw on the field, except that... <laughs> 
the uh, the corner actually made a play, picked it off. So all I'm gonna say on Nebraska is they're not. I don't think they're the worst team in the Big Ten, but Adrian Martinez no, is North just Western. so ass. He and is yet, just so not was, good. A big part of them being in the game. He was about yeah, all because they, they run a high, they run a high school offense where it's three yard throw, three yard throw, three yard yeah. throw. Like Nebraska yeah. runs the most vanilla offense, which is why it can be effective sometimes. Yeah. It, and then they do they on occasion will throw in a read option. Um, they run, yes. they run an offense that it's essentially a fucking high school offense with a quarterback who can run. Like that's what it is, and it kind of reminds me in a way of uh, Michigan's offense with Devin Gardner. Okay, fair. That works. So that's really all not, I got on the. Not a great, not a great thrower of the football. Mobile. Yeah. That's like that. that's really all I got on Nebraska's. Like I don't think they're terrible. It's just they fucking had them. They this was a game that if if Nebraska was like legit good, they would have. This was a game they lost because of few just their own futility because they're not a great team. They're not terrible. They're just not good either. Um, moving on. Number 21, North Carolina loses to Georgia Tech once again. One of the teams that was supposed to be really good in the ACC lost because they are loser. And the SEC is loser. Or ACC, I mean, is loser. Uh, I, want, I want nothing to do with Sam Howell on the Lions. want nothing to do with him. North Carolina is just bad. Moving on, Fresno, number 22, Fresno State beat UNLV 38-30. Nah, not a lot to say about this because it's... It happened. It was a game that happened. Um, <laughs> UNLV in the Mountain West? Maybe. <laughs> I... Oh, man. I should have thrown a Mountain West game with the picks, but I digress. Um, number 23, Auburn beat Georgia State 34-24. This is a close game. Uh, at one point, I believe Auburn trailed. Other than that, just... Odd slate of games for a lot of top 25 teams. Number 24, UCLA beat Stanford 35-24. This is a late slate game, so it didn't get watched by either of us. Not much to say about it. And finally, rounding out the top 25. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oklahoma State, unranked Oklahoma State, beat Kansas State 31-20. Mike Gundy is a man. He's a little over 40 now. Yeah, he's, he's quite a way. over 40 now. Yeah. So that, 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 that clip was a long time ago. I know. I still love that clip. Um, I actually started that one with that. Not much else to say about that. Kansas State, not terrible. Oklahoma State, not terrible. They're, Kansas State's now 3-1. and one. Oklahoma State's now 4-0. and oh. mm-hmm. um, Moving on, that, that wraps up the recap. Um, let's give you guys a new top 25 look. Um, one, two, three, stay the same. Or Alabama, you, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon is one, two, three. Penn State moves up to four. Iowa stays at five. Oklahoma drops down to six. Cincinnati stays at seven. They moved up somehow, not playing. Arkansas jumped up eight uh, because I mean they did. Notre Dame jumped up to and nine. They beat a top ten team. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame jumps up to number 9. Florida jumps up to 10. Ohio State dropped to 11 because the AP is fucking stupid. I don't know what the AP wants out of Ohio State. I digress. 
I don't. I just don't get how in the coaches poll you move up, but in the AP poll you move down. Oh wait, I do because it's a fucking popularity contest. Um, Most of the time, yes, it is. Ole Miss jumps up to twelve. BYU jumps up to thirteen. Michigan jumps up to fourteen, which I don't entirely agree with. I think mm-hmm. up to fourteen is a little big for them. Going up to fourteen yeah, is a bit big. I mean, I think what you got to look at is who lost ahead of them. Yeah. Like, Wisconsin, they were number 18, lost. Ole Miss, oh, they were 13th, never mind. Iowa State, lost. BYU moved up. Some uh, Clemson lost at nine, so they moved down below Michigan. And then I think they just put Michigan over Coastal Carolina for funsies. I don't know. Texas. So, I don't hate it. But 14, feel it feels high, but, I mean, you know, given who lost ahead of them, I Texas A&M drops to 15. Coastal Carolina drops to, or Coastal Carolina moved up to 16. Michigan State moved up to 17. I don't have much to say about this. Maybe maybe Michigan State could be, should be a little higher. I, I, I don't know. Hard to say. Fresno State moves up to. The only reason, I think the only reason that Michigan moved up as much as they did, and Michigan State didn't move up so many spots, is the fact that they actually did trail in that game late. In that game. Yeah, that. Like I said, I. So that's my only guess. I don't know. Um, Fresno State moves up to 18. Oklahoma State goes to 19. UCLA goes to took from Oklahoma State was unranked. They've jumped to 19. UCLA moved up four to 20. Baylor was unranked. Go to 21. Auburn jumps up one spot to 22. North Carolina State was unranked. They are 23. Wake Forest four and 0 unranked is 24. Clemson is 25, which I believe is a load of bullshit. I don't think Clemson should be even ranked. They're fucking terrible. No. DJ Ugalele is fucking terrible. In my own personal top 25, the House Divided short that I did yesterday, I had Texas in over um, Clemson. And teams that dropped from the rankings, Iowa State, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Kansas State. So there is your college football recap. Um, moving on to the NFL recap. Let's just keep, let's just get this going right here, right now. Um, first game of the week, Carolina played Houston. This was on Thursday night. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. So this game really became unwatchable. Carolina won mm-hmm. 24 to nine. Um, buff, the Buffalo Bills took on the Washington football team. Buffalo won 43 to 22. Whoa. Um, yeah, Buffalo can score some points. Uh, best team in the AFC, potentially. Yeah. Um, Cleveland took on Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields uh, completed six passes out of 20, I believe it was. I had a QBR of five. Um, the Chicago Bears are fucking terrible all around. Uh, the, Chicago, the Chicago Bears gave up 10 sacks, I believe it was. Uh, Cleveland won 26-6. Not a lot to say about that game, other than just what I did say. Um, the only thing notable is that now Matt Nagy is not committing to a starter for uh, week four. Now, that means Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, and Nick Foles are in consideration to start. Well, two of those three are dinged up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, 
I watch out. Watch out for my lions. Okay. I don't even know why you bring that up because it's so irrelevant because the rest of the Chicago Bears team is so fucking terrible. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a running game. Off of what we saw from this game, off of giving up 10 sacks, I under I guess I now understand why Matt Nagy didn't want to start Justin Fields because look what happened. He ends up getting dinged up, has a has an injury to his throwing hand. X-rays came back negative, but you still got to hold, hold the fucking ball with that hand. I get and, it, uh, I guess. And I'll hope QBR five. I, I get it. I guess the Baltimore Ravens beat Detroit nineteen to sixteen. Jordan, take us away. Where Where do I start with this? Um, where do you start with this? I don't know. <laughs> um, going into this game, I gave the Lions no shot. <clears throat> Baltimore was fresh off beaten what we thought was the best team in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they come in. They have a decent first half. Uh, Detroit looked pretty lifeless offensively, as you would expect. And then the second half happened. And Jared Goff looked serviceable. DeAndre Swift was good. Jamal Williams scored a touchdown. The backup kicker that we signed off the practice squad because Austin Seibert got COVID and isn't vaccinated, so he had to be out 10 days. He might come back this week. Who knows? Uh, Ryan Santoso kicks a field goal, and good Lord above, I believe with a minute and three seconds left, we have a lead over the Baltimore Ravens. How? I, I, yeah. I don't even understand this team. I don't get anything about them. But and in three seconds, I believe the Baltimore. Uh, I, I believe actually the score was like eighteen sixteen, not nineteen sixteen. Uh, yeah, that score doesn't seem right. Uh, it was nineteen. 19- 17. Oh, 1917. That's why the score ended up looking a little odd. So 1917, not 1916. I was really confused about that. But I, uh, yeah, yeah, I looked at that. I was like, wait a second. Something doesn't look right here. Yeah, one, one point lead uh, there for Detroit um, with a minute and, and change to go. Um, and yet, they get Baltimore on a fourth and 19. And now, there's another point uh, part where some fans and some people are criticizing the Lions and Dan Campbell, and we're going to get to – I'll get to that in a second. Um, my first gripe with Dan Campbell in this game is on 4th and 19, <clears throat> you rush three. You brought three dudes. No, let's be honest. They're not dudes. Um, <laughs> three guys. Three guys. <laughs> To, to pressure Lamar Jackson and then just play this wide-ass, soft-ass zone on a 4th and 19. Baltimore picks up the first down. And then the field. Real quick, I'm now, going to show where on the scale of dude the uh, Detroit Lions defensive linemen are. Down here at the bottom, I just I pulled the scale of dude up just for this. They're uh, down here, kind of in between bum and guy, right around here, where I am. That sounds about right. Yes. 
Right about there. That. So. Yeah, that. That sounds about. Um. Yeah. So you rush three. Baltimore gets the pass off first down. Blah blah blah. Um. Then, of course, there comes the field goal attempt from 66 yards by the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore should have had a delayed game. On the play before the field goal attempt. Oops. Just hit a button. There we go. Yeah, they should have had the the delay game on the play before that. Um, And a false start. Two missed penalties. No one's talking about the false start because the delay game was so bad. But I did see a slowed down video of that where uh, it was it, it seemed pretty clear that it was false start. Ball's not moving, and uh, right guard I believe took like two three steps, two three motions before the ball snapped. It's like good lord above. Um, bad. Then and then of course Justin Tucker does it to the Detroit Lions again. Uh, Lions played the Ravens on Monday Night Football uh, a while back. Um, back when Stafford, Calvin Johnson were still there. Uh, Jim Caldwell was still the coach, I believe. And uh, Justin Tucker hit a 61-yard field goal on a night when the Baltimore Ravens didn't score a touchdown. Uh, Justin Tucker scored all of their points. So, fitting. Yeah. This time he does it from 66, beats the uh, previous longest NFL field goal by a whole two yards off the crossbar and through, of all things. And the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Football Lions, find another way to excruciatingly lose. Oh, my God. Okay, so then I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, they don't understand not going for a touchdown with a minute to go, what, inside the five, I think they were. Take the point. When you're as bad as the Lions, take the points and just hope you can do something. See, this is the part that I don't understand. So if that doesn't work, I mean, there's people out there that expect the Lions to be good. They're the ones that are more mad about this than anyone else. Um, so I'll, I'll, I, I don't understand it. Um, if it doesn't work, you lose anyway. Yeah, you lose. I, and now, you know, if you want to say, look, this team isn't going anywhere, might as well take a chance, I guess. Like, pull a Michigan against Ohio State with Devin Gardner when they were just like, oh, well, fuck it, let's just try and ruin Ohio State season. And we went for two and didn't get it. <laughs> it's, it's like a situation like that. I don't understand. the the. Of course, in hindsight, you're like, oh, whoa, we should have tried to score a touchdown. Yeah. I still okay. don't. And if, and if it doesn't work, you still lose. Yeah, I, st- I will never. And, Go ahead. And um... there was still... And that gets played by Baltimore so much differently. If they have a minute left, well, it would be under a minute, but they would have time left. Um, even if Detroit does get in the end zone, then they're not playing for field goal range. They're going to play to get into, you know, range for, you know, a Hail Mary or with how bad Detroit's secondary is, they might just pass for a touchdown straight up. It's like, 
yeah, like, in hindsight, all the armchair, like, head coaches and everything, oh, well, we should have gone for the touchdown. Well, fucking hell. We took a lead with a minute to go. Ran out Baltimore's timeouts, I believe. I think so. And... <clears throat> Because that was what that was Dan Campbell's reasoning is that he wanted the timeouts and the lead. Why is that a bad thing? It didn't work out. Because, because Lions fan, these these particular people expect the Lions to be good and you expect them to win. Like, I understand it. This who, is a team. Looked at this team and said, "Yep, that team. Oh, oh, new coaching staff. Oh, look at all these new players we brought in. Yeah, they're all bums. They're yeah. meant to be bums." We didn't bring in good players. That was like, never the idea. This team, this Lions team, is so bad that you take the fucking points and you just hope something happens. Because and I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad about them losing. I want them to lose. Like, yeah, you take the points and you fucking just hope that your defense can prevent Lamar Jackson from doing something. And for the other than that fourth and nineteen play where they gave up f- almost forty fucking yards, they gave up thirty-seven yards on fourth and nineteen. The first yeah. down play, nothing. Second down play, sack. Third down play, incomplete. They th- those because Baltimore on that final drive ran six plays. One of them was the field goal. Yeah. Five play, yeah, I, five of the four of the four of those five plays were perfect. The first down play, nothing. I think the first down play may have been the sack. Second down play incomplete. Third down play incomplete. Fourth down, you give up a thirty-seven yard, thirty-seven thirty-eight yard pass, and then the very the ensuing play right after the fourth and nineteen incomplete pass i mean it should have been a delay game but i digress the refs fucked that one i mean there's not much else to say other than that is the refs just fucked that should have been a delay game you used to it yeah there's nothing to like i have no like i can't really say anything about that lion's way to lose a game yeah not only do you lose the game because there's a missed call but you lose the game on the longest field goal that's ever field goal. Yeah. Like, you can't write this stuff about the things that happened to this team. So yeah, not just so. Just, Justin Tucker set two two records: longest field goal in NFL history and longest game-winning field goal. There's two. There's two of them. Oh, no. The longest game-winning field goal happened in 1950, also against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, and then what was funny was that we also lost uh, a game in the 70s with um, when the when the longest NFL field goal the, with the first one to hit a 63-yarder. Um, that was against the Lions. <laughs> Uh, the first one to get to 64 was a Detroit Lion for a time. It wasn't when he was with the Lions, but Matt Prater when he was in Denver. Yep. <laughs> and what was also funny, uh, speaking of the kicking game, is Matt Prater did attempt a 68-yarder. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> in, in, in a game that and we will indeed get to later. It wasn't really close. Go, it wasn't really close, and it didn't go all that well for, uh, for Matt Prater's team there. But... Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's just another way that the Lions, I mean, that's just, if you haven't been lionized watching this team already, man, I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, only the Lions could lose a game on a missed penalty and then the longest field goal in NFL history. Yeah. Only the Lions. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm not even mad about it. I mean, would it would have been great for Dan Campbell to get his first win against the Baltimore fucking Ravens? Yeah, absolutely. But he's probably gonna get it this next week and against Chicago. Um. Whew, yeah, that's that's a rough one. Moving rough, on. Oh. Rough game for for people who actually expect this team to be good. Um. But you know they're stupid. They get what they deserve. <laughs> Moving on, the Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts 25 to 16. Not much to say here. I mean, no, there um, isn't, so I'm not going to say anything. Well, I, the only thing I had to say is that I, I thought the, these were two teams that had a, a really rough schedule at the start of the year. Um, you know, Carson Wentz banged up for the Colts. They're better than their record is. I don't know if they're going to get this thing turned around, but um, Colts are a decent team. I do, I do kind of feel bad for them. Tennessee looks to be getting on the right track. Um, I like both of those teams. Uh, moving on, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 30-25. to um, Wow. The Chargers look for real, and right now the Kansas City Chiefs are slumping. Um, they, they slump it. They have this little just skid every year, and it looks like this year it might be earlier than normal. Normally that, their skid happens in, like, November yeah. Going into December, they have that just a little random skid just because it's a long season. You'll fucking lose focus. It might just be happening right now that they're just hitting that skid now. I, I don't know. That's really all I got I on say, it. I will say that I think that was the worst game. And I told you this when we were talking earlier this week. I think that's the worst game of Patrick Mahomes' career, which is saying a lot. I mean, it's better than half the quarterbacks probably played in this league this weekend. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, there is that too. That he just played. It's not like it's not like the Super Bowl when he just didn't have help from his receivers or his old line. I think Patrick Holmes looked a little off in this one. L.A. Chargers though are for real. I think uh, that division's going to be fun all year long. Um, Chargers, if not for playing in in uh, the Jerry Dome there in Dallas and getting boned uh, left, right, and center by the officials. They, they pee on a, on a, on a pretty, good, uh, pretty good little roll here. But uh, beating Kansas City will, will help that out, and L.A.'s got, uh, got some nice momentum going for them. And I love Justin Herbert. Yeah, L.A.'s, the Chargers got, a good, got some good momentum going, I think they could have a good season. Uh, they're just going to have to beat the Chiefs a second time. <laughs> Which, Potentially. Yeah. I mean, right. Right now, Kansas City's last in that division. Yeah, off of only one division game. <laughs> like, right. Well, but they but they're now one and two. Mm. Fucking irrelevant. Fucking irrelevant. At this, at this point, like yes. fucking irrelevant. They're gonna. I I, yeah, I it, I don't think Kansas City's gonna go the rest of the season and not get this thing figured out. Like, like one and two, they played the Baltimore Ravens, which are. Is gonna be one of the best teams in football in the AFC again this year. Probably one of the best teams in football, and they lose to them by one, and then they lose to the Chargers by five. Fuck one and two. One and two is fucking irrelevant. Anyone who says yeah. otherwise is a fucking moron. Let's let's be yeah, honest. Kansas City will be fine. Yeah. Moving on, uh, the New Orleans Saints beat New England twenty-eight to thirteen. Not much to say here. <laughs> New Orleans. 
Carolina gets back on tra- uh, New Orleans gets back on track at least. Uh, New England. Um, oh boy. Mac Jones uh, is. I mean, better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, moving on to what was possibly the worst game of the week. Well, worst two teams playing each other. <laughs> or, oh yeah, that too. That also distinctly possible. The Atlanta Falcons beat the New York Giants seventeen to fourteen. <laughs> Good for Atlanta and Matty Ice, man. Good for Atlanta and Kyle Pitts. Fuck Matty Ice. Fuck Matt oh, Ryan. I don't even hate Matt. I don't even hate Matt Ryan. I just don't think he's. <laughs> He's one of those starters that he has a job because there's uh, there's thirty two other thirty one other teams. Yeah, at this point in his career, maybe. Like Matt Ryan has fallen off so fucking so immensely, and you could say it's. I mean, he has lost Julio Jones though. They weren't good with Julio Jones last year. No, the team itself wasn't good, but Matt Ryan looked better. Like, that team has not been good in a couple of years. They haven't been the same since the Super Bowl loss, man. Like, yeah, since that, By that team way, just fell off a fucking cliff. And Honorable mention for stupid people saying stupid things that I forgot. Somebody on, uh, on Twitter on a post that was not related to Tom Brady or the Falcons said... Um, uh, I'm I'm an honest Falcons fan, and I'm so sick of hearing people call Tom Brady the goat. Loser. Dead silence. Move on. <laughs> I, I press the button. Uh, moving on to a game that pissed me off because the Cincinnati Bengals won. Cincinnati beat. I grab my phone charger. Hold on. I'm gonna mute myself, but I'm listening. Okay, Cincinnati beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-10. Some stats before I get into this game itself. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 60 times. Uh, went 38-63-18, one touchdown, two interceptions. Joe Burrow threw the ball 18 times, 14 completions, 172 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Joe Mixon ran the ball, eight car- had 18 carries, 90 yards. Najee Harris had 14 and 40 yards because the Steelers just apparently hate running the football. Uh, Jamar Chase was leading receiver for the Bengals at four receptions, 65 yards, and two caught two of Joe Burrow's three touchdowns. Jamar Chase at least seems to be able to catch the fucking football now. He couldn't do it in preseason. Good for him. Najee Harris was the leading receiver for Pittsburgh. <coughs> 14 receptions, 102 yards. I guess they, I mean they're giving him the ball somehow. Najee Harris, in my opinion, right now is that best the best offensive player on that fucking team. That team just Love Najee Harris. that team just does not look good. That Pittsburgh Steelers team is they're bad. That defense was terrible. Big Ben's the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah, everything. I mean, Mike Tomlin seems lost. You're having Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball sixty fucking times when you have a a dude for a running back. I, and I I mean, I get it. I feel like they don't have any confidence in what they're doing. So The team has no confidence just, in anything. They're bad. You just feel, I think that team feels like they're going to be behind in every game. So that's like the game plan is have Ben throw it 60 goddamn times. Fucking stupid. Um, so that's, that's all I got on the Steelers. Like without TJ Watt, that Steelers team is literal. That Steelers defense is literal ass. Cause then all they have is Joe Hayden. Like that, that defense. Joe Hayden, but 
that defense just doesn't exist this year. I thought that defense was going to be fucking elite, especially after the Bills game, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I trust in Mike Tomlin a little bit. I think they'll get better. I think the defense will get better. I don't think the offense is going to get better because they have no idea what they want to do on offense. They have zero trust in anything, zero faith in anything they're going to do. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. um, One last thing about the Steelers is is something I saw that I want to mention. At any point this season, does Mike Tomlin have to make the tough decision to bench Big Ben? I don't know because the guy you have behind him is Dwayne Haskins. Or Mason Rudolph. Is Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> because you already know what you got with Mason Rudolph and it was terrible. Yeah, when Ben was hurt, yeah. You already know what you got out of Mason Rudolph and that was fucking atrocious. So the guy you have behind him is Dwayne Haskins, which you don't really know what you're going to get out of Dwayne Haskins. He had some moments of being good at Washington, despite the futility of the Washington football team. Then he had some moments of just not being good, along with the futility of the Washington football team. So you don't know what you have behind Ben Roethlisberger. You don't know if you're going to have someone who's good or if you're going to just get another trash can. Yeah. I feel like you gotta let Ben ride it out, even though even if it doesn't go well, man. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, I do not want to call this team good. I will not call this team good because I think this team's still only gonna get five wins, maybe six. The Bengals do this. They already have two. The Bengals do this almost every year, no matter how bad they are. They find a way to beat fucking Pittsburgh. Somehow, I figured this. I, I even said it last week. I thought Pittsburgh was gonna win this game big because the Bengals lost to a team that is in my opinion, just as bad as them. The Chicago Bears are just as bad, if not worse than the Bengals. Um, this Bengals team, I don't want to go out and say they're actually good. I don't even really want to say they're going out and showing any signs of improvement from last year because last year they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers once. They only had four wins. I mean, it took them. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think this Bengals team is better than they were a year ago? If there is any improvement... It's just because at the end, they have Joe Burrow right now in the final seven games of the season. Last year, they didn't. Like yeah, That might be it. They would have won more, more than four games, I feel, if, if Burrow was still, you know, living. I don't think so. Really? I know. I don't. Man, I'd have to go back and look at that schedule. I think they win no. at least one or two more. No. Maybe one more. Oh. I'll concede maybe one more. Because but they weren't a good, they weren't a good team. But I think Burrow. I mean, who who started games for you guys after Burrow got hurt? Um, Ryan Finley, the COVID, who, the COVID guy. Ryan Finley, who also got hurt and then got COVID. <laughs> no, not him. The the COVID reserve quarterback. Oh, um, I don't even remember his name because he's not even on the yeah. roster anymore. <laughs> believe it or not. I doubt he's in the league. Probably not. Let's see if I can find out. Um. Nope, he's not because Brandon Allen's back. No, no, it was Brandon Allen. I'm sorry. I remember putting Brandon out. If that's if that's really his name, I remember putting him on a graphic for the podcast last year. Yeah, it was tough. It was very tough to find a picture of him. Um, they have Jake Browning on the roster also because Ryan Finley's not there anymore. Huh? Jake Browning. Yep. Washington Jake Browning. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so, yeah, I don't want to call this Bengals team good. If there is any improvement, I mean, that offensive line is better than they were last year. That offensive line was the worst in the fucking league last year. Well, that's because you got rid of the worst offensive lineman in the league last year. And probably Billy, <laughs> Billy Price, I think, was his name. No. Um, it was um, Riley Reef. Riley Reef. No, I thought, I thought Billy Price is the word. Riley Reef's not great either, but... I can go back and look real quick. I swear it was Billy Price. I think he didn't. He didn't he move on to the Giants or something. Fitting that they that they they had the worst offensive line in the league at Eric Flowers for a long time, and I think he's a Giant now. Billy Price. I say no. It was or um, Bobby Hart. I'm sorry. It was Bobby Hart. That's right. Yes, I knew it was a B name. Because R- Riley Reef is on the team now. Um. But yeah, Bobby Hart was the worst. Was because I think Billy Price is still there at center. No, nope, he's a, he's with the Giants. He is with the Giants now. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't think this Bengals team is significantly better than they were last year. Like that's all I got. They might. They. I think they'll win five games, maybe six. So there will be once again marginal improvement. Probably enough improvement for Zach Taylor to keep his job, which I don't agree with. I don't think he's phenomenal. Not a dude. I don't think. I, I get it. Marvin Lewis gave him a team that was ass, but I'm just not not confident in what he can do. I would not be shocked if the Bengals lose to Jacksonville this week. Speaking of Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars played the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona won 31 to 19. However, the longest touchdown play in NFL history happened. Uh, it was Jacksonville who got it because Matt Prater missed a 68 yard field goal. By about two yards, three, two, three yards, and it was returned for a uh, touchdown, hundred and eight yard touchdown, hundred nine, nine yard touchdown. Unless it got changed, yeah, it was hundred and nine. Okay, so hundred and nine yards. So he missed it by about a yard and a half, two yards. Prater did. Which I mean, fair enough. So what you're telling me is that he could have also had a sixty-eight or sixty-six yard field goal. Apparently. Um, Raiders has got a leg even at this stage of his career. There's not much else to say about that. Uh, no. Trevor Lawrence threw an interception that was returned for a touchdown. That's essentially where the tide turned for Arizona, and they end up winning the game. Arizona's looked odd. That's all I got. Um, yeah, allowing 19 points to Jacksonville is a bit uh, sketchy, a little bit concerning. But offense is good. Offense can get it done. Denver, The Denver Broncos beat the New York Jets. The goddamn Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, they scored zero. 26 to zero is the final score. Literally nothing to say about this. The Jets are awful. <clears throat> Jets stink. The goddamn Jets live on. We're a uh, worst team in the NFL. Hey, there ain't a goddamn doubt. Yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders continue their undefeated season. They beat Miami 31 to 28 in overtime. Yeah, um, I have nothing on this because I, a, quick, a quick shout out to Jacoby Brissett, though. He, I gave him no shot at playing a decent game and he kept, he kept, uh, kept him in there. So props to Jacoby, man. He threw a t- He threw a ball that ended up being a safety at one point. Well, yes. Well, yes. But he was way better than I expected him to be. I will say, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, the game of the week, the Los Angeles Rams beat. Ooh. Tampa Bay 
34 to 24. I just want to quick say I was right. <laughs> yeah, you were. Um, that Rams defense is suffocating. Uh, that Rams defense is phenomenal. Matthew Stafford played good, too. The worst thing about yeah. this game is that we had to listen to Joe Buck. Yeah. The, uh, man, the Rams, man. Uh, I know it's early season, and you know it really doesn't mean anything in the long run. Because it could just be like last year, where Tampa Bay doesn't quite find it. You know, Brady. No, I think this Brady, is different. Teams are just—they never fully get going until the playoffs. Anyway. Postseason Brady's fucking different. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're gonna make it. The division sucks. Oh god, yeah. So, uh, despite the Panthers, uh, but now they don't have McCaffrey, so who the hell knows what's gonna happen to them? Um. I mean, hey, props to props to my boy Matthew Stafford. Even though it hurts the Lions every time they win, because um, we have that their first round pick this year. Um, Oops! Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Well, well, we we had to knew we we knew this was going to happen. And the people that are like, we well, shouldn't be rooting for for Stafford to be successful as a Lions fan. Uh, you know, if you do, you're dumb. Like. It was going to be a late round pick anyway. What's the difference if it's twenty third or thirty first? Right. You know, it's another first round pick, and we got some nice guys in the front office that, you know, we haven't had in a while. John Dorsey, who built both the Browns and the Chiefs to their current state. So. So all I'm gonna say to. You said, oh, this game might not mean anything because Tom Brady's teams always start off slow. I think this is different because they played a real fucking defense. Last year, last year, and they they played just a real fucking team. A lot of the teams that the Buccaneers lost to last year, with the exception of the Chiefs. And the Saints. And the Saints weren't really good. No. They were just head-scratcher losses last year. Yeah. This is Um, a game that... It makes sense that they lost because they played a real team. They played a good team. This Rams team, because of that defense, is the best. Is going to be the best team in the NFC. They're gonna they're gonna be the number one seed in the NFC, unless something something falls off the rails and someone like injuries or something like something catastrophic would have have to happen to this Rams team. Yeah, at this point, yes. Um, they do play in. A tough-ish division. Niners are okay, despite the loss to Green Bay. Uh, who the hell knows what's going to go on with Arizona. And the Seahawks, I don't believe they're as bad as the 1-2 and two record might show. Um, you know, it's a better Seahawks team than we had a year ago, so I can't see them being somehow. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, the, the te- that Rams, division's Rams tough. Still the best team in, Rams team, uh, they're still the best team in that division. The, the division, that division's tough, but... Every other team, the Cardinals have question marks because they haven't been playing, phenom- especially that defense has not been playing phenomenal. The Seahawks haven't been playing phenomenal. They're, every team every team in that division is better than what they might look on paper. But all three of those teams have, other teams have question marks on that te- on their team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, moving, the Rams just don't. Yeah. The Rams are, I would not be surprised if the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. Either, like that's it I'd right, be, right there I'd, I'd be i'd be happy as hell for stafford that's for sure um moving on to another another nfc west team minnesota played the seattle seahawks the seattle seahawks uh or no minnesota vikings won 30 to 17 uh 
I don't have a lot to say because the Seahawks just didn't look good. That's it. No, and it, it it's a troubling loss to the Vikings, who are not a good team. Um, Seattle's got to get shit figured out. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Like that's all there is to it. Like, I there, there's nothing to say about this. Um, say about that game. Green Bay played the San Francisco 49ers. We have a triple header here. <laughs> Fucking NFC West team in the recap. Right. Um, Green Bay won off of Aaron Rodgers' heroics. Uh, I believe there was what 40 seconds left on that final drive. 37. 37 on that final drive. Green Bay wins 30 to 28. Aaron Rodgers is good. Um, the, the 49ers aren't bad. They still have, I mean, it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo is very much the starter, so that helps them. Still got questions, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Other than that, it's it comes down to Aaron Rodgers just is good. And, and people have been saying, well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really look like he's interested. Man, I'd be fucking afraid to see if he was. I was saying, if he doesn't look interested and he's still doing what he's doing, other in, other than in week one, week one was just fart noise. Yeah, week, one, week one was an anomaly. I don't really know what happened there. But, I mean, you got guys that are former teammates of Aaron Rodgers. TJ Lang, um, who was an uh, offensive lineman for the Packers for a long time uh, with Aaron Rodgers there. You know, he's just he, he came out and said on Twitter like Aaron doesn't look like he's like fully into this, and yet he's still doing Aaron Rodgers things. Honestly, he probably I would he probably isn't because I don't really think the team wants him there. Uh, and I really don't think Aaron wants to be there. Uh, oh yeah, because the team this, definitely this, is throwing him under the bus. This this team or this season for the Packers just feels like a last ride for Aaron Rodgers there. Yeah. We'll see if he goes anywhere else or goes and fucking retires and hosts Jeopardy. I don't fucking know what's going to go on with Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, he's he's doing what he's got to do. The division he's in sucks. They'll make the playoffs, and who knows what's going to happen with the Packers after that because Aaron Rodgers is special. And the final game of the week is definitely one there's literally nothing to say for the most part. The Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles in the literal worst division in all of football. Um, Dallas won 41 to 21. Jalen Hurts was bad. Dak Prescott was good. The Cowboys were good. They're they're gonna make the playoffs this year as long as as long as nothing. This is another as long as nothing catastrophic happens. They're gonna have a good season. Um, yeah, as long as they don't lose Dak, I think they'll be in good shape. Should run away with that division with how bad it is. Um, I, Dallas is Dallas is strong. Eagles stink. <laughs> That division's terrible. Um, that is your foot or your NFL recap for uh, week three. Let's move on to uh, MLB postseason preview because the best one we could do anyway. Uh, best as we could do. Full damn show next week, so we can't fit we it can't. in there. So it's got to stick here. Yeah. Um, as of right now, it looks like we still are going to be doing the um, NHL preview next. Wednesday with our friend from Canada, from south of uh, of us, from the great south of us, Michiganers. the great from the great white north. Uh, Jeff, he will be coming. He will be doing or coming on the show, doing an NHL preview with us. So we couldn't get a full postseason preview, in, uh, full MLB postseason preview. Maybe, spoiler alert. Maybe once everything. Is said and done before the wildcard games start. Maybe we, Jordan and I will do a short that uh, that Sunday, next Sunday or Monday. 
Maybe. Well, I didn't even know this was a possibility, but I'd be down for that. I didn't <laughs> think about it until just now because both of the shorts that I've done have done have seemingly done decent enough in terms of metrics on YouTube. But moving on, um, so far, uh, let me pull up an actual thing because I want to see who. Um, I mean, yeah, shit could have changed since we've even fucking been on. I doubt it, but... No, Houston hasn't done anything. Both Houston and Atlanta have a four-and-a-half game lead in their division. So those divisions should be decided in the coming days. Um, Everything else is decided except the American League. Well, the American League East is decided with the Rays. But the wild cards for the American League, oh boy. Yeah. So far, the. Five, four teams, potentially five, with a chance at those wild card spots. Yeah. So far, um, your teams, your American League teams that have clinched the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago White Sox, the Rays have not officially won their division yet. I believe. Uh... Think no, they, they have. have. I'm sorry, they yeah. have. They have officially clinched their division. Um, the Chicago White Sox have clinched their division. Houston looks like they're going to, but it's hard to say. They still have a four-and-a-half game lead on Seattle. Um, looking at your American League wild card, right now the Yankees have a one-game lead on the entire thing. The, White, the Red Sox are then flat even. The Seattle Mariners are one game behind Boston. The Toronto Blue Jays are one game behind Boston as well. And So close. Yeah. So there's there's your American Seattle, League. I don't even know how Seattle's up there. Yeah, I don't so, either. Negative 50 run differential, and they're 88 and 70. Yeah. I guess when they lose, they get blown out. Yeah, and then moving on to your National League. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers clinched a few days ago. San Francisco has not officially clinched their division. Them and the Dodgers still have a slight division race. Um, I believe as of right now, San Fran is... San Fran is still two games up on the Dodgers, but both of them have clinched a spot. And then the Cardinals have clinched, I believe, their division. No, no. The, uh, the wild card. The Cardinals have clinched a wild card spot. Um, moving, so you either have Atlanta or Philadelphia, whoever wins that division. Right now it looks like it's Atlanta. Atlanta's still four and a half up on Philly. I believe the magic number for Atlanta is one. I think... If I remember correctly, I think I saw that right. Um, your wild card. Uh, yeah, they have. Um, here, let's see. They have another game with the Phillies. Um, if Atlanta win, if Atlanta wins that game, they win the division. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because there's only only three games in the month of October against the Mets. Yeah. Um, the wild card's already been set in the National League. It's just what happens with. Uh, San Fran or the Dodgers winning that division. That's yep. it. There's your postseason. The, uh, we know the Cardinals are in there. Yep. Real quickly, I do want to run through um, 
the odds. Now, we don't have to uh, take this, you know, any farther. We don't have to make any predictions or anything like that. But right now, the teams that are still playoff eligible to win the World Series. <clears throat> so we're just going to run through these really quick. Okay, Oakland Athletics plus 50,000. Not taking now, them. Wouldn't take them. They are, they are, what, four games back in the wild card with four teams ahead of them. Yes. So that's, that's looking like a bad one. Seattle Mariners plus 10,000. Uh, one of the teams that are within that two-game threshold between the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Mariners. Uh, they're hanging in there, but the lowest odds of any of those American League wildcard teams, potential wildcard teams. Philadelphia Phillies, who if they lose the division, which it looks like they're going to, to the Atlanta Braves, uh, plus 6,600. Wouldn't touch that. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. No. Toronto Blue Jays, plus 3,000. Uh, Boston Red Sox, plus 2,500, uh, rather. The St. Louis Cardinals at plus 2,000. Atlanta Braves, plus uh, 1,500. That seems a little high. Uh, New York Yankees, plus 1,200. Chicago White Sox, plus 750. Brewers, plus uh, 725. The Giants, surprisingly, down at plus 700. I feel like I might want to put a little sprinkle on. Oh, no. <clears throat> I'm on the Giants bandwagon, damn it. Um, Tampa Bay Rays, also plus 700. That would be uh, fair. Team that, hasn't, team that hasn't even technically clinched their division yet, the Houston Astros, at plus 475. And the mm. current favorite to win the World Series, who might lose their division to the uh, San Francisco Giants. The L.A. Dodgers at plus 325. Uh, all I'm going to say is, even in a wild card game, because like, they're going to throw Kershaw on the mound in the wild card game, most likely. I mean, I would assume. First off, it doesn't matter what starting pitcher, every pitcher on the Dodgers is a fucking ace. Let's be honest. For fucking real. Even without, <clears throat> even without uh, Bauer. For obvious reasons, they've been. Yeah. They they got dudes everywhere. That team that team's just a team of dudes, and the Giants have had a good run. I would be terrified to see the Dodgers in a seven game series. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, I would want nothing to do with that. It, I glad think they're, glad they're in the National League, and uh, you know you got to make it to the World Series if the Tigers ever want to have a chance at them. So I think if the Dodgers can get out of the wild card game, if they don't have to play a wild card game. I think the Dodgers are going to win the fucking National League. Quite possibly. St. Louis is hot, though. They did lose today, but they had um, 17 straight prior to that. And the Rays, I think, are just the best team in the American League. So I think I think I would not I be... I would say so. I don't, I don't know why Houston has better odds to, to win the whole thing. Because it's Houston. That's simply, simply it. You're probably right. Um, so there's your, I mean, not much of a postseason preview, but there's your postseason preview. It is time for the picks. The picks, indeed. And I punt this over to Jordan. So, quick look at the standings for college football. Um, Did I put the right scene on? Yes, I did. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) That'd be Um, awkward. we didn't have great weeks, but better than we... Well, I was better than uh, 
<clears throat> I was in week three. You were the same. You won six. I won seven. Um, we we kind of both stink. <laughs> this college thing. So let's get. It's just so awkward. Shall we? First game of the picks, Big Ten action, and this is Friday night football. The number five Iowa Hawkeyes. They are on the road and they travel to also undefeated Maryland in what could be a good game if Maryland's actually for real. Now, I don't know if they are. Iowa, a three and a half point road favorite. Who do you got? Battle of four and no teams. This game could be sneaky good. However, I... Maryland did not look good against Illinois a couple weeks ago. They got the win. So Hell no. I am going to go with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, yeah, even on the road um, with Iowa, uh, I can't pick against them, especially with that spread so small. Yep. Uh, yeah, g- give me Iowa. I think this could get ugly. <clears throat> I don't really fully believe in Maryland. So, I, it's three and a half points, fucking college game. Can't do it. Give me Iowa. Moving on, the surprising Arkansas Razorbacks. No Brett Bielema, thank God. Say, they would be 0-4 if Brett Bielema was still there. Look at Illinois. Out. Oh, man. All the poor fighting the lion eye. All the Arkansas Razorbacks, they're on the road. 18.5 point dogs to number two, Georgia. But both teams are undefeated. Who do you got? <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. I think this oh, game. No. I think this game is going to be way closer than what it could be. I oh, no. am taking the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So believe it or not, you are not in the minority. No, sixty-seven percent of the picks are on Arkansas for CBS Sports Pick'em. Believe it or not. I'm going to go Georgia. Um, I can't. I can't do it with Arkansas. They might prove you wrong this week, but I just think Georgia's so much better. Um, 18 and a half. It is a lot of points, but I think Georgia is capable of uh, covering that, and I don't think Arkansas is as good as is being ranked eight. I just, I, no, I, I think eight I is, is very overrated. I can't believe in Arkansas yet. It might be the death of me, but give me Georgia. Oh, what would be a college basketball classic rivalry? The Duke Blue Devils travel to North Carolina. North Carolina not ranked anymore, I do believe. No, nope, they're not. Uh, but still favored by 18 and a half over Duke. Tar Heels, Blue Devils. This game might be crap. <laughs> this game is going to be awful. Needed a pew sound effect there. This game is going to be a game of... Loser. Zuh. I'm taking Duke. 18 North Carolina has not shown anything of winning by 18, by 19 or more points. <laughs> Like, this game's going to be ass. I'm going with yeah. the Blue Devils to cover. Maybe not win. I This game, for all I care, could end in a fucking 0-0 tie. This game was on ESPN2 at noon. This game should be on ESPN700 at, like, 7 in the fucking morning. So nobody has to see it. Send this game oh, to fucking... Good. Send this game to Belgium. 
that's it's too good. It's, uh, uh, Belgium's too good for this game. Uh, give me, give me Duke as well. North Carolina hasn't done any single one thing to impress me. Uh, fuck off, North Carolina. Honestly, <laughs> fucking two and two. Texas and TCU. Texas on the road, facing off against the Horn Frogs. That big win last week. Kind of getting the, the, the Vegas numbers back on the Texas bandwagon. Texas favored by four and a half. <sighs> um, <laughs> that, was that an actual yawn or was that uh, <laughs> was there a little bit of fake yawning in there? It was an actual yawn and then a sigh of this, this is going to be another game that could just be ass. A very well-timed yawn. Yeah. Um, <sighs> like... <laughs> Texas might be good. They might be ass. I don't know. They lost to Arkansas. Arkansas might be good. Might be ass. Texas TCU also might could be ass. I'm taking Texas because they're averaging 20 more yards per game, and TCU's defense is only giving up like seven, eight yard, eight yards less per game. I believe is the math there. Yeah, I think that's the math they're giving me. Um. I'm taking Texas at four and a half. Texas to Texas to win by more than four and a half. So your your prediction for this game, Texas might be ass, TCU might be ass, this game might be ass, ass. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, Daniel Bryan. My bad, Brian Danielson. Give me Texas to uh, four and a half. I haven't watched a single TCU game this year. Highlights nothing. Uh, don't know anything about them. I'm just gonna go with the favorite here because I could care less about the Big Twelve. <clears throat> All right, noon on Fox. The undefeated Michigan Wolverines on the road. Their first road game of the year, traveling to Camp Randall. Oh, jump around. Worst tradition in college football. Michigan favored. Believe it or not, after that Rutgers performance, but only by one and a half. Wisconsin, there is no might be ass about Wisconsin. They're ass. Graham Mertz wears jorts and he's ass. This game, in a normal year, would be in a year where Wisconsin is unass, is not ass. This game would be really good, but it's going to be ass because Michigan is going to win by more than two. Michigan is going to win by a dick ton. I remember you said you saw a Wisconsin fan thinking that Wisconsin needed to win by 35. Wisconsin's not going to win by 35. Wisconsin's not going to win by one. Wisconsin's not going to fucking win. Wisconsin's ass. I'm taking Michigan. That was another one of those posts where Facebook just suggested it for me after a Michigan football thing, and it took me to a Wisconsin Badgers group. And there were multiple Wisconsin fans. One said, we need to win by at least two touchdowns. And the other guy was like, nah, we need to win by 35. Okay, that was pre-Notre Dame game. No, it wasn't. It was was after. It was a Sunday. Good Lord above. Um, Yeah, give me Michigan. Um, Say what you will about this last weekend against Rutgers. Um, I still think they're better than Wisconsin, and you're only going to give me one and a half points. Not like I'd pick against Michigan anyway, but give me Michigan. Moving on, top ten matchup. Cincinnati travels to touchdown. Jesus. Favored on the road, though, are the Bearcats. Only by two and a half. Uh, Notre Dame fresh off the 
41 whatever win against Wisconsin. Who do you got in this? Well, somebody takes their first L. Well, last week, um, in the fourth quarter, God said, let there be touchdowns, and Notre Dame scored a lot of touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I just wanted to get that in because I forgot to get it in during the football recap. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got there. Um, I'm, I'm going Cincinnati, though. Notre Dame has won every game they've played solely because the other team they have played has been because of the other teams, the team, their opponent's futility, because their other the opponent they've had is ass. Cincinnati, I mean, they beat Indiana because Indiana's ass, and Indiana gave them a game until the fourth quarter, and then Indiana's futility showed. But other than that, Cincinnati's looked solid. Cincinnati is, in my opinion, not ass. I am going the Cincinnati Bearcats to win by three or more. Over under how many times ass is going to be said in the picks here today? 700 million. <laughs> um, just because that is a huge number, I'm going to take the under. If you would have given... Fair enough. If you would have given me like 30, I would have definitely taken the over because I'm already close to 30 probably. I was going to say we're already probably nearing 30. I'm going to live to regret this. Give me Notre Dame. Um, I know a lot of the points uh, in, in the Wisconsin game were fourth quarter. They were late in that game. It was when they really pulled away. Um, I don't know. I rolled with them last week. It paid off. Give me Notre Dame again. Okay, fair enough. Are you... Ready for some action, baby. The Central Michigan Chippewas are on the road. Take it on Miami, Ohio. Central Michigan getting one and a half on the road. Who do you got? Well, I'm going to say it again. Miami of Ohio's ass. Ass. Um, fire up, Chips. Give me Central Michigan. I know you can't see this because, you know, I had to wear, well, I'm not even wearing a, a Michigan gear on my cardboard cutout there, but I am wearing a Central Michigan hat currently. Give me the Chippewas. They're going to go into Miami of Ohio and whoop some, what are they, the Red Hawks? Red Hawks, like yeah. That? Yep, Miami of Ohio whoop Red some Hawks. Red Hawk. <clears throat> whoop some Red Hawk ass. Give me the Chippewas. Moving on, <laughs> oh boy, number 11, Ohio State. They're on the road facing stupid Rutgers, heading into the birthplace. Ohio State favored by 15 and a half on the road. Both teams three and one, as if there was ever a doubt as to what your pick was going to be. OH. IO, because I know I'm not getting a response to that on this podcast. <laughs> No, not a chance. Um, <laughs> Rutgers is good, but here's the thing. Unlike Michigan, Ohio State can score points. Yeah, and Michigan can score points. They just decided not to last week. Um, Ohio State can, let me rephrase it. Ohio State can sp- score points a fuck ton faster than Michigan can. Yeah. <laughs> there, let's call it what it is. Michigan can score points. They just don't do it quick. Ohio yeah. State scores points quick. 
under in every fucking Michigan game this year. Uh, um, I'm going Ohio State. I don't think Rutgers is bad, but I mean, I just don't know if that Rutgers team is gonna be able to slow be able to slow down Ohio State enough. Yeah, not enough, not enough points for me to take Rutgers here. You're talking 21 or more. I'd consider it. Not I would too. Happen. Actually, all in all honesty. Not going to happen with 15 and a half. Ohio State's going to give them a tougher game than Michigan did, I think, because they aren't one-dimensional right now. So, yeah, give me the buck, guys. Uh, Big game. Honestly, number 12, Ole Miss. They're on the road heading into Alabama. 14 and a half point dogs. Probable Heisman frontrunner Matt Corral at quarterback. Who do you got in this one? Oh, this is an interesting one because Ole Miss can score points. Mm-hmm. However, their defense is not Alabama's defense. No. As much as I do not want to because 14 and a half, so you're talking Alabama needs to win by 15. I'm going to say it. I'm not. No, I'm not actually gonna say it. I'm still gonna go Alabama. I was gonna say something that I don't, I would have regretted. I'm not going to. I'm going Alabama though. Oh no! Were you, were you gonna say you'd take it if it was 21? <laughs> I no. I almost said that though too. I almost echoed our good friend Horace for a second. Oh no! Not Horace. Uh, um. The thing is, is that they can score points. And I think that this game could be tight just like Alabama and Florida. So 14 and a half, you're going to give me more than two touchdowns? Take Ole Miss. I don't know if they'll win the game. I don't think they'll win the game. But I think they'll be closer than, than 14 and a half. Oh, boy. Oklahoma, who's looked, well, let's just be honest, not Oklahoma-like all year long they're favored by 10 and a half on the road against kansas state who they haven't beaten in two years oh boy oh good god above who do you got after what after just seeing some highlights from how oklahoma looked against west virginia they need to do they need to win by more than 10 and a half it's not going to happen though i'm taking kansas state As I said, Oklahoma hasn't beaten Kansas State in two years. I guess three. They've lost the last two games against Kansas State, 19 and 20. That trend changes. Give me the Sooners. If they have any decent shot at making the playoffs, this needs to be a statement game from them. Can't believe I'm doing it. Oklahoma's not looked Oklahoma-like at all. Give me the Sooners. Boomer, whatever. Um, Florida, they're on the road. So many of uh, the teams that we actually give a shit about on the road this week. Florida on the road. The Gators traveling to Kentucky. Favored by eight and a half. Kind of a tiny spread. But I have a feeling I know where you're going, given that I can see you're backed up from your microphone. Um... In my lifetime, Kentucky has beaten the Florida Gators uh, once. Is that good? Depends on who you're talking about. (laughs) 
depends on who you, if for Kentucky no because that's no that's 25 years of futility against the Florida Gators that trend continues Gators by more than eight and a half yeah I, uh, this game could be easily a three touchdown game I think um I am gonna take Florida uh I I have never had faith in Kentucky football. I know they're four and zero. Boop a doo. I don't care. Kentucky. <laughs> they just haven't really played anyone this year to go four and zero. Like no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good God. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm so glad I threw this next one in here. This is a the game. Liber- the Liberty University, whatever's. <laughs> No clue what they are. They're on the road taking on UAB. Uh, you, uh, Liberty, rather, getting one and a half on the road. Both teams three and one. Uh, Liberty did lose a game. They are not uh, undefeated, as we had previously thought before last night. Uh, what do you say in a game that we won't watch? Because it's on the CBS Sports Network. Um, I am not going to pick University of Alabama Birmingham. I am going Liberty. Give me Liberty or give me death. Fuck! I'm glad someone. I I'm glad someone took it. I <laughs> I once I saw UAB, I was like, nah, I can't take UAB. I can't take the University of Alabama Birmingham rattlesnakes or whatever the fuck they are. Not a chance. Well, I threw this next game in here just for you because of your hatred for Dabo Sweeney. Boston College on the road getting 15. The Liberty Flames, by the way, is what they are. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Liberty. Yep, give me Liberty or give me death also, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston College on the road, undefeated, heading to take on Clemson. Oh, boy. Can't wait for your opinion on this. I have voiced my hatred for Dabo Sweeney a lot over the course of this podcast. I'm going to continue. What? Over the history of this Oh, yeah, over the history, especially the past year and a half. Yes. Past season four and so far season five, yes. I'm going to continue that trend. I also, I mean, I also voiced it today in this this show, too. Fuck you, Dabo Sweeney. Also, DJ Ugalele is awful. He is ass. Dabo Sweeney is ass. Dabo Sweeney did what, in my opinion, for a college coach is the most douchey thing to do a couple weeks ago when they played Georgia Tech. And he full-on sprinted out ahead of the fa- out of, uh, ahead of his team to get his own moment in the fucking sun. Which, as a college coach, it's not about you. <laughs> I don't care. You're the don't one. you know that Davo Sweeney is Clemson? Fuck right. that Trevor Lawrence dude they had. Or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, fuck all those guys, right? Fucking Davo Sweeney. Like, biggest douchebag move of a college coach could do right there. Like, what the fuck? It's not... Run out... If you run out with the team, don't run out ahead of them. 
And then there was the kind of old creepy dude thing where he slapped that cheerleader on the ass that could probably be his fucking granddaughter. Oh, God. Or at least um, his daughter, because, I mean, Dabo Swinging might be like 55, so daughter, I guess, but still. Fucking just creepy, weird. Um, Dabo Swinging is a fuck. I fucking hate him. He's fucking awful. He's a douche canoe. Just fucking sack of shit human being. He's probably he's never done anything like truly wrong. His beliefs on if college football players are, should get paid or not is fucking terrible. Like fuck yes. you, Dabo Sweeney. You're just a fucking fuck you. You're a terrible fucking human. Fuck you. Clemson's fucking terrible. They shouldn't be ranked 25 because they're fucking awful. That offense is ass. That offense is pitiful, putrid, horrid, terrible. Boston College is kind of good. 15 and a half points. I'm going Boston College. How do I follow that up? <laughs> um, you really can't, unfortunately. But, so your hatred for Clemson, and more specifically Dabo Sweeney, is the reason behind your pick. Well, I had that, and Clemson has been awful. Yeah, they have. I'm also taking Boston College for two <clears throat> reasons that are not my hatred towards Clemson. Uh, Boston College was the first team Clemson faced a year ago when Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID protocols and we saw the first little bit of DJ Ugalele, or Ukulele, as you've called him in chat messages. And on this podcast um, on, on an occasion. And Boston College took a big lead in that game before blowing it. Before um, Travis Etienne won the game. Let's call it what it was. Right, because Travis Etienne was due. Yeah. Uh, also, Clemson hasn't covered a single game this year. Give me Boston College. Easy. 15 and a half. Uh, Clemson sucks. Final two games. They're both Big Ten, sort of. Um, Michigan State at home against Western Kentucky. Michigan State only favored by 10 and a half against the uh, Hilltoppers. And there's the, yep. Send it up. Don't send her up. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are also ass. Like, the fact that they are a Division One team is a joke. <laughs> like, I kind of forgot that they were. Give me Michigan State. By, yeah, by more than ten and a half. And yeah, MSU, uh, even after the dud, they, they uh, laid against Nebraska. Uh, give me the Spartans. I mean, you know, fucking five percent of the people are taking Western Kentucky. If Michigan, if Kentucky fans, if those people exist, if Michigan State doesn't cover, like this is a possibility of like take yeah, two weeks off and quit. We got problems. Sound the alarm in East Lansing. Last college game of the week, and well, it's <laughs> um, Northwestern, probably the worst team in the Big Ten, despite the two and two record. On the road, getting ten and a half against Nebraska, who just gave MSU a big fight. Uh, who do you got? This game is going to be terrible. Yeah, I've said it a lot. This game is going to be ass. Northwestern is awful. <laughs> like I can't even call Northwestern ass because they're worse. They are just—they are the worst Worse team. ass. They are the worst team in the Big Ten, most likely. Like. 
the worst game of the not just of the Big Ten season, the worst game of the college football year will be Northwestern Illinois. That game will that game will probably end like three two. That game has always been bad. It will be bad. We'll talk about that later in the season because that's not towards the end of the year. Yeah, it, um, just the, the, those those teams are I bad. Said that game is bad. I said those, I meant those teams are bad. Yeah, that game always has been bad though. I'm going Nebraska because they might actually be kind of good. They're at least better than Northwestern. Yeah, give get me this Nebraska. game away from me though. Easy, easy there. Am I gonna watch it? Absolutely not. This is a game. Also, gotta add, it's a 7:30 slot on Big Ten Network. This is also a game that should be on ESPN 700 in fucking Belgium. Man, at like two in the morning. Giving Belgium so many crap games. Give them to fucking. I don't know. Okay, f- fucking somewhere else. Uganda. There. Oh. <laughs> I don't fucking. <laughs> uh, Nebraska. In case I didn't say it, we move on to the NFL picks, and we're leading off Thursday night football. Your Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, sweet. That's the right graphic. Paul Brown Stadium, is that the hell, where the hell you guys play? Yes. Well, that hosts this. Whatever this is. The 2-1 Bengals against the 0-3 Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals favored by 7.5. Real quick, I... What do you got? I have a one-game lead in the NFL picks. I am 24-24. and 24. Jordan's 23-25. Um, yes, forgot about that. <laughs> Decent, I mean, about 50%. Solid clip in the NFL. After a couple good weeks, we started off shit. But we've had a couple good weeks. Um, This game is should not be a Thursday night game. Well, it's Thursday night football really known for having good games. Well, no, this game should never be a primetime game. This game's gonna be, uh, this game's gonna be ass. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be horrible. The fact that I'm gonna end up watching this game shows how much I hate myself. Apparently, um, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm gonna say this on this podcast now. If you are a team, if you are an individual who does not have an, a vested interest in either Jacksonville or Cincinnati. Don't fucking watch this game. Save yourself like the pain. Save. Watch some college football. There's gonna be some college football game on tomorrow night at this exact same. Be better than this. It's good. They're both gonna be bad. Hold on. Before we move on, I need to see what college games we're looking at for Thursday night football. <laughs> might I, might see some action, or you'll see like Mar- the Marshall I Thundering don't Herd. Think so. You might see the Marshall Thundering Herd. Yep, you see, you'll see, you get to see Tre- 2019 first, re- or first overall pick, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals, and 2020, um, 2020 first round pick, or number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, and 2021 number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence uh, against each other. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are putrid. However, this is a game I would not be surprised if the Bengals lose, but I'm still picking the Cincinnati Bengals because the Jacksonville Jaguars have really not shown me anything even remotely interesting or good. Who you got, Jordan? So really quickly, the only game tomorrow for college football, you might want to eat those words there. Oh, uh, no. Because it is... 
Virginia at Miami, your favorite conference ever. <laughs> the ACC. Never mind. I will not be watching that game because it's the ACC and that game is going to be fucking terrible. That is the only Division 1A FBS game on Thursday. You you successfully found a game, a football game, that will be worse than the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations. On Thursday, September 30th, because there's only two of them. Congratulations. Uh, give me the Jags. They, they scored some points last week. Why the fuck not? Bengals aren't that great, so let's see what goes on. Fair enough. We move on. Then we move on. 3-0 Carolina Panthers. They're on the road. No Christian McCaffrey. They take on the Dallas Cowboys, who just mollywopped the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas favored by four and a half. 64% of the people picking the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. Who do you got? Well, you said it. No Christian McCaffrey, so I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, uh, Sam Darnold has looked better uh, out from the Adam Gase shadow of doom. Uh, But without McCaffrey, their best player, can't see him covering four and a half. Um, Darnold might play well, but I think Dallas is just better. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, <clears throat> two and one after you know, kind of blowing it week one against the Chiefs, but two straight wins since. They're on the road heading to Minnesota. Skull Vikings or whatever. Um, close, close spread here. Uh, Minnesota getting one and a half at home. I'm going Cleveland. <laughs> Minnesota. I don't. I don't think Minnesota's good. So, no, the spread's closer than I think it should be, uh, only because they beat Seattle last week. Who the hell knows what's going on with Seattle? Uh, who would have ever thought when this podcast started that we'd both be taking the Browns week after week? Right. Cleveland. Believe land. Uh, yeah, believe land, whatever. Um, oh, boy. The 0-3. Detroit football Lions are on the road heading to Soldier Field to take on whatever the fuck the Chicago Bears are. One and two because they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) Three and a half points. Three and a half points the Bears are favored to win by 66% of the people picking the Lions. You know, some people say I'm a man of the people. I would say they're fucking wrong. Oh, no! <laughs> because I'm not necessarily a man of the people, but I'm going with the people here. I'm picking the Detroit Lions. The Bears are bad. The Bears are bad. A double swerve. As I've said uh, throughout the first three weeks of the season, I think the Lions are going to be a threat to cover every single week. Um, for the most part, because they're going to get massive spreads. But the Bears stink. Lions also stink. But the Bears have, oddly enough, I feel like they have more questions than Detroit does. We know we're bad, but hey, we got our guys. Like they're they're here. They're here for the season. Emphasis and on guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, people who happen to play football and get paid for it somehow. Yeah. Um, 
I will say the Lions defense looked a lot better uh, without Jamie Collins this last weekend. He's booted off, released today. Probably going to go back to New England. The only place that's ever going to be successful. Uh, give me the Lions. <clears throat> I think Dan Campbell gives uh, gets his first uh, uh, win as Lions head coach uh, this weekend. Um, I think the Bears are a mess. Uh, honestly, more of a mess than we are. In a sense that the Bears thought they would be better. The Lions knew they were going to be bad. But the Bears, they thought they'd be better than they are. And they haven't been. Give me the Lions. Uh, oh, boy. The Houston Texans running into the buzzsaw that is the Buffalo Bills. I do believe this is the biggest spread we've seen all season. It was 17 yesterday. It's dropped a whole half a point to 16 and a half that the Buffalo Bills are favored by. Uh, no Tyrod Taylor, I believe, still means Davis Mills <clears throat> is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh, boy. Should I even ask? Davis Mills is eventually going to get a win as a starting quarterback for the Houston Texans before Tyrod Taylor comes back. But not this week. I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo's going to win by a lot. I figured that was your answer, but a lot of points. I know Buffalo just scored a lot of points and covered this spread in their last game, but (laughs) against a better team, arguably, than the Houston Texans. But you're going to give me 16 and a half in an NFL game. I gotta take the points. I mean, stupid not to. Give me the points. Give me the Texans. Oh, man, the poor fucking Colts, dude. 0-3. I hate it for them. And they're on the road. And they're underdogs. Only by a, a, a point and a half against the Miami Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett, I do believe, is still the starter out there. Uh, with two attack of Iloa still out. Who do you got? The Colts have to turn it around at some point, so I'm taking them this week. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I... Jacoby, like it. I said earlier, Jacoby Brissett impressed me. He was better than I thought he was going to be. I can't do it. <clears throat> it's one game. I can't, I can't change my opinion on Jacoby Brissett as a player entirely just based on one decent enough game. Give me the Colts. Oh, my. Kansas City Chiefs on the road, heading to Lincoln Lincoln Financial Field to take on the disastrous Eagles. Eagles, seven and a half, getting seven and a half points at home. But remember, the Kansas City Chiefs haven't covered since November of last year. Well... 76% 76% of the people are picking the Chiefs, and uh, I could go through my whole man of the people spiel again. But I'm not because, well, Philadelphia's ass. So 76% of the people could have picked Philadelphia, and I would have laughed in their face because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> Kansas City's going to win by a lot. If Kansas City does not cover this week, <laughs> they they're, never going to co- they're never going to cover again. No. Like, this is a team that they should just blow out of the water. Can't believe I'm doing this. Picking the Chiefs. I'm going to live to regret it probably because this team is incapable of covering. But I'm going to say Kansas City. They got to turn this shit around. Oh, boy. 0-3. New York football giants. Hey. 
They travel to the Caesar Superdome to take on the Saints. Saints favored by seven and a half. Who do you got? This is the first home game the Saints have played since it became the Caesars Wait. this year. I should, I should check if they're actually in the Superdome. I think yes, I believe so. I'm gonna double check it just because I know they haven't been there yet. Um, because of the hurricane. Yes, yes they are. Um, yes, in the, the New York Football Giants are terrible. Jameis Winston looks like he might actually be good at football now. I'm that eye surgery, man. It'll do wonders. I'm going the New Orleans Saints. So, I don't know if I'm going to pick the Giants this season. They're they're putrid. They are lifeless. And they shouldn't be this bad. Like, they got some decent people on the team. Why are they this bad? Oh, hey, you missed... Oh, no, we haven't missed the game because it's coming up next. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to... We'll get to that one. Uh, Giants stink. Give me the Saints. Moving on. Um, The goddamn Jets. <laughs> the game that I thought you missed because the Jets are so fucking terrible, which I wouldn't blame yeah. you, but... The Giants, the Giants might be the worst team in the NFL, but they're slightly behind the Jets in terms of futility at this moment. New York goddamn Jets, they're at home against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, back-to-back good weeks uh, against Seattle and Indianapolis, some tough opponents. Seven and a half points, what the Jets are getting at home. Another one, I, I, I don't know if I can pick the Jets. I'm not going to pick the anything. Jets at all this year. Um, Derrick Henry is... I, I could see Derrick Henry having 800 yards against the Jets. 800 might be a stretch, but probably like 250, 300. I could see it. Can't argue with it. I really can't. That's an outrageous number, but I can't. The Jets are that bad. Like the Titans, <laughs> Titans minus whatever. I, I I don't care. I picked the Titans to spread this fucking 30. Yeah. Um. The Washington Football Team. Still, I believe with Taylor Heineke. I believe so. I believe uh, they, Fitzpatrick is still down. They are on the road in a game. Well, this could be shit. Atlanta Falcons are at home. The Mercedes Benz. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, close spread. Football team minus one and a half. This game is the shit bowl of the week game. This game is going to be terrible. The fact that hopefully, this... Hopefully we don't get it. God, I hope this is not on broadcast here in Michigan. Because if it is, I might gouge my eyes out. I will end up watching the Lions and Bears instead. <laughs> um, Which is a game that could cause me to want to also gouge my eyes out. But the Lions and Bears would at least be a little more pleasing on the eyes for a little bit than Washington and Atlanta. I... I'm taking Washington, though. Um, I'm also going to take Washington. Um, this game is going gonna, is gonna to suck. Uh, I was trying to check what network it was on uh, to see if it was even a possibility that we're going to get it. I doubt we will. 
If it's on Fox, we definitely won't. So score. If it's on Fox, it's 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 probably not gonna not gonna come our way. Uh give me give me WFT. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no rhyme or reason. Both Let's these teams see. suck. Uh, while you're searching something, it's on Fox. Score. Yes. Score. No WFT versus ATL for us. Score. The Arizona Cardinals are on the road. One of these two teams takes their first L of 2021. Will it be the Cardinals or the Rams? Rams minus five and a half. One of these teams. One of these teams has to lose. Just. Well, I mean, not technically. There could be a tie. That's not technically true. Um, this game could be entertaining. Could be. Um, the Rams are really good. Mm -hmm. The Arizona Cardinals are kind of good. The Rams defense has a bunch of dudes. However, the Arizona defense exists. Um, I'm going the Rams. Can't pick against the Rams again. I did it last week. It's going to be the death of me if I do it again. Uh, the only reason I did it was because they were facing off against Brady. Uh, yeah, give me the Rams. The Seahawks, who just can't figure shit out. They're 1-2. They're on the road heading in to play the San Francisco 49ers, fresh off the loss against Green Bay. San Fran only minus 2.5 in this one. Who do you got? Uh, Seattle. I... Yeah, Seattle has to figure something out, and I think this would be a team they they can do it against. San Fran has a few question marks still. They're still um, Garoppolo is their starter, but they still don't necessarily seem committed to it. So really. I think that could play into um, Seattle's favor. They win the game. Well, you kind of took the words out of my mouth there. Seattle's got to figure shit out. They're better than the record, I think. <laughs> If they lose this one, I don't know. I, Seattle might be one that I don't ever touch again. Um, give me the Seahawks. I I can't. Russell Wilson's one of the best talents in the NFL still. Um, fucking one of these weeks, this team's going to help him out. The Baltimore Ravens, <clears throat> fresh off Justin Tucker's 66-yard fucking of the Detroit Lions. They're on the road, facing off against the surprising 3-0 Denver Broncos. And that is evident in this spread. Broncos minus one and a half. Can you believe it? Have you ever? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever. Yeah. Um, I'm not picking Denver. I can't. That, that Baltimore team is just too fucking good. There's no way... They come out and look like they did against the Lions. No, um, Denver's Denver is solid, but Baltimore is good. Yeah, you're just not giving me. First of all, Denver's not even favored, or, or uh, Baltimore's not even favored. I don't know how that's a thing. Um, the Bronco defense. It's hard to win on the road. The, it is in the NFL. Um, it's hard to be. I don't know. This this spread makes no sense to me. Um, give me Baltimore. They're gonna win this game, I think. If they don't, then fucking hell, might just be on the Denver Broncos bandwagon. Uh, Ravens, easy. The Pittsburgh Steelers 
they got to figure some shit out, but they have a tough task ahead of them to do it. And it's the Green Bay football Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers minus set, uh, six and a half, rather. Who do you got? Pittsburgh Steelers just lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking the Packers. Just off of that right there. Any team that... Any, I thought you were just going to leave it right there. I, I was thinking about it and just be like, <laughs> that should just tell you who I'm picking. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. Any team that loses to the Cincinnati Bengals this year, I might not pick them again. Fair enough. Like, Fair enough. Let's see. Did I pick Minnesota? No, I have not. And I'm not picking Cincinnati. Both teams that have lost to the Bengals, I have not picked since they lost to the Bengals. <laughs> I'm taking oh Green Bay. Well, it had to be switched up at some point. I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, take the points. They're not going to win the game. Um, they got to figure some shit out. Figure it out, Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's too good of a head coach to have this team be this bad. Oh, boy. Tom Brady in his return to Foxborough. He needs 67 yards to become the NFL's all-time leading passer, and that's going to stand for a while. Because him and Drew Brees went back and forth for some time. Buccaneers on the road, minus six and a half. Um, who is the quarterback for the New England Patriots? Well, uh, let's see. It's not Tom Brady. Um, not Cam Newton. Oh, it's that Mac Jones guy. Yeah. <laughs> I am not picking Mac Jones. Or the New England Patriots. Give me the Buccaneers. Yeah, give me the Bucs. Um, Tampa's by far the better team. Um, that's probably one of the quickest picks I've made all fucking year. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. The 3-0, almost called them Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders on the road to take on the L.A. Chargers fresh off a big win. Chargers minus three and a half. Sadly, no Monday Night Manning for this one. This game would be the biggest letdown in the world if the Chargers follow up by beat follow up beating the Chiefs by losing to the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they're three and zero though. No, they're no. They they got a fluke win against Baltimore, Pittsburgh's ass, and then I have no idea who. I don't even remember who they beat this week. Oh, they beat Miami. Um, uh, I, I'm going the Chargers. Can't do it with the Raiders. Derek Carr's been in the league for a while. I don't magically think he's figured it out. Uh, Chargers fresh off the win against KC. Give me, give me LA. That's easy. And those yeah. are the goddamn picks. It's time to move on to champ and chump of the week as we wrap up the show. Um, I will start with champ of the, my champ of the week. My champ of the week, and I talked about them earlier in the news, the United States Ryder Cup team. Uh, they blew Team Europe out, and this team is... I know John Rahm of Europe is of Spain, so he was on Team Europe as the number one golfer in the world right now. But this U.S. team had so many top 10 golf. This, team, this U.S. team was stacked all of the best golfers in the world minus john rom were on this u.s team they are going to be great for a while they're going to win a handful they're going to win more than three Ryder cups in 14 years and they also did it in record fashion 
So my champ of the week is the United States Ryder Cup team. Fair enough. Um, my champ of the week is Georgia Southern defensive lineman Gavin Adcock, who, <clears throat> prior to his team's game this last weekend, was on top of a bus when he was thrown a beer, Stone Cold Steve Austin style, and chugged the bitch on top of a bus. Need I say more? No, you do not. That sounds glorious. It was. It's, if you haven't seen the video, go and look that up. Dude's, dude's a legend. That's phenomenal. That's okay. I've alliterated to this one to Jordan, at least. I've not said anything about it in this episode, or in this show. My chump of the week is Fox Sports analyst and writer R.J. Young. Who I had no idea existed until last night. R.J. Young is a fucking idiot. He... Austin's, Austin's telling me about this dude, and he says... He's the host of the number one show on Fox Sports. And I'm like, what? What the fuck do you mean? Like, that's probably got to be undisputed, right? No, it's called the number one ranked show. Yeah. Um, every week, R.J. Young, after, the college, after Saturday, every, so every Sunday and Monday, R.J. Young goes on Twitter and does, he's, let's call it what it is, he's college football's version of, like, Colin Cowherd. Where he just, I feel like he just tries to make a living saying stupid, stupid shit. He believes Alabama is the number one team in the country right now because they have a quality win. However, here's where the thing, here's where things get interesting. RJ Young does not believe in quality losses. So how can you have a quality win, but there is no such thing as a quality, like, Florida losing to the number one team, quality loss. Ohio State losing to Oregon, who is currently the number four team, quality loss. Apparently, uh, Georgia's win over Clemson was not a quality win. doesn't count as a quality win because they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Makes no fucking sense. Everything he says just is filled with idiotic rhetoric. He, I am 100% sure... This this guy would fit in perfectly at ESPN because he jacks off to fucking Alabama. Like, that's it. I believe the tweet that I saw from RJ Young said, don't ask me if it was, if, if your team played well, ask me if they won. Fitting into the quality win, quality loss thing. Yeah, he does. Like, How are you so opposite on those two things? And people take you seriously, and you actually have a show. How? Makes no goddamn sense. Anything else? No. Like I could go on, but I I can't. I could, but I can't just because I choose not to because it's so. Everything he says and Fox. Fox Sports College Football tweets retweets everything he posts, and it's just so like an out or 
a Georgia fan asked him how he had Oregon ranked ahead of Georgia, and he said, well, Georgia or Oregon beat Ohio State by a touchdown. But Georgia beat Clemson by a touchdown. Oh, but they didn't score an offensive touchdown, though, so it's, it's not a good win. Point difference is the same. Oregon won by seven. Georgia won by seven. Same fucking point difference. Does this guy know that, you know, offense and defense are very important things, and one's not necessarily ranked above the other in terms of importance? Probably not. Goodness gracious. Take it, take it, take it away. <laughs> Give us your chump. Chump of the week. In reference to Gavin Adcock chugging a beer on the roof of a bus. Oh, no. My chump of the week is Georgia State Athletic Director Jared Benko, who spoke with local reporters about the firing of head coach Chad Lunsfeld after Georgia Southern's loss and informed the world that Gavin Adcock had been suspended for chugging a beer on top of a bus. Let the man live! Is he over 21? Is he of legal drinking age? Yes. Okay, what is the guy, what is this guy's name? What was his name? Uh, the athletic director? Yes. Jared Benko. Jared Benko? Jared Benko, you, sir, are the biggest chump and wrong button you sir are the biggest chump and loser that this show has ever covered in this segment oh wow that's a bold statement other than maybe the acc and that's it just let the man live man come on it's a single beer he's he's of legal drinking age if the kid if he was like 19 okay i get it but come on let him have a little fun. No one got hurt. Like, come on. I don't know. I, I, I got nothing else. <laughs> Let the man live. Time for one for the road, because, oh, my God, that's bad. And then we could get out of here. <laughs> my one for the road is, and I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, on Saturday at the stupidest time slot of all times for a college football game because oh it has to be on NBC because NBC is has the broadcasting rights to Notre Dame Cincinnati and Notre Dame at 2.30 uh, at South Bend, Indiana at Touchdown Jesus <sighs> that's, that's my one for the road could be the best college football game of this week could very well be the best football game of this week in college or the NFL you know what my one for the road is not though Miami and Virginia no that game's no, gonna be awful I will, watch, I will watch a bad Thursday night football game with the Jaguars and Bengals before I watch Miami and Virginia Yeah. attempt to play football yeah fuck that my one for the road <laughs> though is Cincinnati and Notre Dame my one Take us the road home. is going to be NASCAR Cup Series racing this weekend, this Sunday at Talladega Super Speedway. If you're a casual fan of motorsports at all, you might want to tune into this one. 
chaos always ensues, and it's a playoff race, and people are going to be doing dumb shit. It's going to be entertaining as hell. See what goes on. See if we get some fluke winner because people are dumb. Uh, NASCAR at Talladega. Always a good show. And that wraps up our show, everybody. Thank you for making us part of your day. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, Next Wednesday, I believe it will be, we'll have the NHL preview. We'll have our good friend Jeff on for the show. Um, Bring your popcorn. It's always a good time, especially when we get Jeff here. Um, oh, yeah. Hopefully we can keep it under five hours. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um, other than that... We're going to have to speed run them damn uh, football scores, man. That's, yeah. That's going to be. Gonna Other be than that, um, thank you for making us part of your night, uh, part of your Wednesday night. Again, this is, uh, we've gone over just a month in this season. These past five weeks have uh, flew by. Um, and you know what? We we've haven't missed our scheduled date of Wednesday in a month. How I know. That? I know. Minor miracle. I'm sure that'll probably get kind of goofed up once we get into a no or November with the holidays and everything. But possibly, um, depending on, on what date things fall. Um, as I said though, thank you for making us part of your day. It's been a good five weeks so far. I will have we'll have this on um audio sources if that's where you listen to this. Uh, well, you're already listening to it then. <laughs> <laughs> if you in case you want to listen again if you watch this on youtube or if you watch we're joining us live uh this will be on audio sources and youtube here in the next couple days thank you for making us part of your night with that being said unless jordan has anything else to say it's been a while since i said it but just a casual reminder skim milk is water that's lying about being milk <laughs> Fuck. peace out stay classy every internet see ya <laughs>